are not ready for prime time. Prime time. Prime time. Prime time. That's the name. Prime time. Prime time. What time is it? Showtime prime time. It's XL Prime Time featuring Joe C. I reduced my toilet paper down to three squares. Mia O'Brien. Bent over and let it happen. Matt Hayes. Terrible. And Leon Searcy. I did some curls for the girls. Monday, a beautiful Monday right here on the First Coast. Man, uh, you know, I know Jared Rice, who we will say hello to later on. The executive director of the players is looking around like, just just bottle this up. Just keep this for a few weeks from now as the players get ready to go full tilt center stage uh, in the golf world, in the sports world for that matter. Welcome in. We got a really cool thing going on today. Hopefully we'll be able to say hello to a couple of the players and coaches, but it's nine of, uh, the Jaguars prep that is putting on a fun flag football tournament here for a lot of the local flag football teams and then also a chance for them to move on and play on uh, for bigger prizes. But you look out onto the field, we are inside the beautiful terrace suites. Uh, just me and Maddie today, missing Mia, missing Surce, but we've got you for the next three hours and J.J. back at J.J.ville making sure that, that – all is good, but we would love if you're a you know a fan, a father, a mom, whatever it might be of a flag football uh, participant today, or that they compete in flag football on a regular basis. Hit the text line designed by Lifetime Enclosures and let us know. Before we get into anything else, Matt, I mean, just look out there on that on the beautiful field. I mean, they're, they're out there running three and four wide, Joe. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And we may need to take a look at their <laughs> actually, offensive I coordinator. Saw some, if, if I you, saw some verticals and some combo routes. And yeah. Yeah, if, they're getting after it. If Jim Bob Cooter gets hired away, we may need to look uh, through the flag football uh, route uh, in, in the coaching uh, opportunities to see if we can bring one aboard. There is some coaching news that we'll get into. We've got a little college football that we'll throw at you today. Daytona 500 from last night. What a flipping mess that was. Uh, but, you know, there's so many other things that we can get into. But just, you know, just a little focus on this just for a brief moment. When you – like flag football a, as a whole – uh, look, you and I grew up playing ball, flag football. You know, it was it was That's how you started. Yeah, exactly. And and then the girls started to pick it up. And so when my kids were coming through, we had a lot of our girls either kids, classmates that were going with Michael in the middle, or if it was Annie's group or Hyla's group, they played flag football and. They're pretty good at it, and there's a lot of them that have come up. You've seen the evolution of that. You've seen the evolution of lacrosse on the first coast. This is one of the first big communities in the south uh, to really embrace lacrosse. Anyway, you look out there and you see all these teams that are here, and it's it's very very cool. It would be it would be kind of cool if it could, if it not 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 the identical impact of soccer because mm-hmm. I don't think that'll ever happen with any other sport actually, but but some kind of a larger impact than you would think for this for the, for this area. I think it's really cool. It's really look. There's, there's not going to be a tackle football league. We all know that for right. girls. But it's, it's great to get them out. Where it's, it's team building, which is the most important thing of all about sports. And it's a, and it's a sport that's fun to play. Yeah, and they've tried uh, from time to time uh, locally. Uh, not on this level, of course, but right. uh, the, you know, whatever, however you'd call them, semi-pro, where they've tried to get some of right. these tackle leagues going. It ain't easy. Uh, but there were a few that, that were able to field teams and have a season and whatnot. You know, but on the high school level, this is good stuff uh, for these girls to have a chance to compete. So we'll be saying hello to a few of them uh, as we go along today. Right, and before we go further, not yeah. because the girls can't do it, Right. It's just the logistics of it. It's right. the money, the equipment, it's everything. So it's not just not it's not that we think they can't do it. Okay? Right. 
But, but yeah, let's also say, you know, one is an extremely physical and violent sport where guys are, are flying at one another, hurling their, their bodies at one another, right. and, and, and there are a lot of injuries. There are, there are probably injuries that happen on this, on, you know, on this field at this level as well, but it is a totally different deal. There, there's no getting away from that. Now, I, I, we'll get back to football. We'll get back to what's going on. Did you guys watch the Daytona 500 last night? First off uh, – I got absolutely hosed because I, I, I picked Kyle Busch, and I'll just tell you guys that – Well, you think I got hosed. Well, I picked Joe Logano. Yeah, you, you, might, you might have picked a guy that, you know, is predictable at the front, top of the leaderboard with qualifying. But uh, ended up that uh, J.J. said Erica was our contest winner, uh, right. that she picked Logano and Harvick. And so give her credit. Erica, we're going to hook you up with something cool, um, gearhead related uh, from the world of NASCAR. But I had Kyle Busch as one of my two selections along with Kevin Harvick, and things played out perfectly. They were trucking along last 80, 60, 30, 20 laps. Everything was lining up beautifully for me. They had that last green flag set of, of pit stops fueling up maybe a tire or two uh, going on, and then they were back out, and I had Harvick in the bush light car moving up and looking great. Bush was right there, just exactly where he'd need to be. And then the next thing you know, I'm just going to guess 104 wrecks took place from about 11 laps to maybe 19 laps to go, something like that. And it got to the point of ridiculousness. So it gets down to where they restart. I don't even know how many times they actually did this, but – they get down to the last one of the last restarts, and Kyle Busch moves past Logano, just dusts him off, and goes around him and goes to the top. Logano just started lagging back, losing ground the whole time, and this thing is setting up beautifully. And lo and behold, as you might expect, some Dumas in the back of the pack just decides to, I, I, I can't even remember, hit the wall, have a flat, spin out, whatever it was, and it just completely hosed my 17-to-1 choice. Are you picking up what I'm putting down, Matt Hayes? I am picking up what you're It wasn't down. just the XL primetime picks. It was a nice number for Kyle Busch, and, that, and I'll be a son of a gun. Uh, if he didn't get knocked around, and lo and behold, they go through restart after restart after restart, Cars are getting tossed around left and right. Ridiculous. You know why cars get tossed made. around left and right? The restrictor plates. Well, it's on the restart. So this is just – this is not – this is – you know what? This is restricted brain is what this is. This is restricted brain. Yeah, but if you got – if you have the ability to get out of – th- get out of problems. Yeah. But this race but from you, a Richter, When you from, hit it to the floorboard, it's, you yeah. got nothing. Yeah, but – You got a, nothing. From a restrictor plate point of view, this was this was a good race. They were packed up. They were all yeah. driving along just fine. There was no problem there. You didn't have single file. You had two lanes. You had really at times three and four wide. This was late in this race, and things were looking good. And then when you get to that crazy restart, and all of a sudden people just decide I'm going to waste oh I don't know about a million dollars by rear-ending somebody or turning them around or I don't even know, and it was driving me nuts and. Lo and behold, Ricky Stenhouse, Danica's old beau, gets to the winner's circle. J.J., did you watch any of this, the uh, proceedings at the end of the Daytona 500? Zero. Zero? Come on, man. <laughs> I know. That's, you, why don't, you know why that was his answer? Because he was listening to it on 1010XL. Uh, but it just blew my mind. I'm like, come on. 
give me a little bit of a good finishing stretch at the end. Instead, we didn't get it. We got green, yellow, 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 green, and then they had to draw a line to show who won on the last restart uh, because that finally made it official. What a joke. It's uh, Look, th- this, is, this is what happens, and they did this a long time ago with the restricted plates, obviously, to it's safer. It's safer on that track. It's safer in Talladega. That's why they do it. And I get it. I get all of that. But if you don't have the ability, if you don't have the ability to set your car up to where you have that extra oomph when you need it, you know what I mean? When well, you can get away from when you can get away from a draft, if it's not just strictly draft and replace, draft yeah, and replace, I mean, draft and replace, you won't. Ha- you're not going to have those races. Which is, it's just weird to me that it's their Super Bowl. It's their yeah. most important race and of the year. It was a great thriller. It really was. And until- it's just, it's just literally everybody falling behind everybody else. No, no. See, that's uh, this is where I, I'm. I'm glad that JJ at least said he didn't watch it. You I did watch thing. it. I thought that. But, but I, you know, this is what I saw. Was I saw a lot of nose to tail racing, but I saw more than one line. You guys can hit the text line, you NASCAR uh, buddies, uh, at six four one ten ten. Text line designed by Lifetime Enclosures, and let us know what you thought. Look, we don't pay attention to NASCAR nearly as much as we used to. We fully admit that. Uh, but when you do get to these, you know, these, the Super Bowl of racing, you would like to see a good finish. And it was setting up to be a great finish. Uh, and then you just had carnage. Uh, and the restrictor plates, while it bottles them up in terms of just kind of keeping them all close together, that's what they want. They don't want this whole indie racing, what Formula One, where there's 38 seconds between first and second. They don't want that. They can't they – can't, no, it won't work. It won't work. All right, so we'll talk a little Daytona. Let's get into a few other things from over the weekend, taking a, maybe a, a bigger look at the NCAA basketball picture, March Madness, as we're just a few days away from getting to March Madness uh, in conference championships. All this stuff is going to be up for grabs in the regular season and then into the tournament, and then we'll have, of course, uh, them dancing. But we're going to take a look at some of the things that came out uh, from the weekend. Uh, including a couple of them inside the SEC that took a big step forward uh, in Houston, still one of those teams that's one of the good stories. Kansas Jayhawks, absolutely, they're the team to beat in the Big 12 after beating Baylor, uh, and what an atmosphere. You know, you could talk about what we see in the game of college football. You go to some of those barns where they put that college basketball product out there in a big way, Kansas, Lawrence, when it's Kansas ten degrees outside, and there's nothing yeah. else to do. Yeah, yeah. I mean yeah. it's one of the great. It's impressive there. places. That old campus is really nice. It's very. It's a. Um, I mean, Kansas is Kansas. Yeah. Okay, that's first and foremost Kansas. Yeah. Is Kansas. So you're driving through Kansas, and yeah, you, it's it's you, a vast wasteland. If you turn off and go to Lawrence, yeah. it's completely different than what you think of Kansas. Yeah. And that 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 arena, that shrine. You know, we always talk about how our college football stadiums are. Are, are, are these Saturday shrines. That arena is phenomenal. Mm-hmm. Just the, you walk through them, there's just so much history and lore there. And then, and then if you've ever been to a game there, it's, the crowd is phenomenal. They have this cheer that they all do that they all know a lot like the, you know, if you're an SEC fan, a lot like, you know, the uh, Call on the Hogs, very similar. Right. Um, Rock Chalk Jayhawk, it's fantastic. Oh, it's, yeah. it's a great place to be. It's a great atmosphere. Um, it's what college basketball is all about. Yeah. It, it's funny because uh, I, I go back to one of the stories that uh, – and, and there's a cheater there too. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, but but he's got a lifetime contract, so they're not getting rid of him. Um, but, uh, look, they accept certain things in the game of college, sports. It really doesn't matter if it's a sport of basketball or a sport of football. It doesn't matter. They come up with ways to let the big stars stick around and, and rules be damned. That's what they do. 
It's the way it's been forever. As long as you win. Yeah. As as you win yeah. yeah, and that's the way it's long, been. You can literally blatantly cheat, get caught by the FBI, and it doesn't yeah. matter. Right. And, but it's so funny because I look at you as a diehard college guy. You've been covering it forever. And we raise hell over certain ones, and we don't raise hell over the others. And, 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 and like, in other words, the, the rea- reaction to Will Wade was benign compared to the reaction of Bill Self getting a, a lifetime contract. And at least Bill Self is able to get the job done. Will Wade wasn't, okay? He cheated and paid hundreds of thousands or agreed to get hundreds, hundreds of thousands of dollars funneled to players and, and couldn't win, couldn't win enough, whereas at least – Well, couldn't win in the tournament. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, that's, that's what matters. Right, where, where <laughs> at least self wins in the tournament. Right. I mean, that's what matters most. And wins the Big 12 for that matter. Yeah, yeah. And, and he they dominate the Big 12. They have they had the longest run. I think it finally came to an end a couple of seasons ago. But anyway, they had this unbelievable <laughs> run. So – it's it's just the way it is. I I I've grown to accept the word cheating in sports more than I ever imagined I would. But without any in college real, sports, you mean? Yeah. Well, in in sports, period. In in sports, period. Professional sports. Really. Okay. Well, let's just do one thing here, real quick. All right. You think about how we have gone from the shock and awe of someone test someone testing positive for steroids back in the early O's with the Mitchell report in baseball coming out, and there was just shock and awe. I can't believe he did it. I can't believe he did it. And then them, uh, you know, a handful of them denying it and the other handful saying, I'm sorry, and blah, 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 blah. And then the next thing you know, uh, a couple years go by, and we don't care. We don't care. Uh, maybe the baseball writers do because they still want to be as obstinate as anybody and try and keep people out because they think they're the, the ruler of all things baseball. But we've accepted it. So then you take that, right, baseball being what it is, and then you go to football where there was a players association that agreed with the league that there would be blood testing for PEDs. It's never happened. It has never happened. And it never will. Why? We don't need to find that stuff out. We don't. And then there's the NBA, which doesn't care, basically. Well, the NBA just says, all right, you carry spleef in your bag. We are not going to test for that anymore. Uh, they still have testing, but we just don't pay a whole hell of a lot of attention to it. Uh, they basically tried to eliminate a handful of the things that well, they were testing Well, they've eliminated testing for marijuana, yeah. right? Yeah, they don't, they yeah don't even exactly, because yeah. it was just it was just, it was was in their minds, archaic, old, outdated. You had certain – States that that allow, legalized marijuana, other ones didn't. So I mean, it did. It That's become, kind of my point. I, I don't. Yeah. I don't think cheating. I don't even think you could call it cheating in, at the professional level. I think it's more if you're not doing it, you're falling behind. Whereas yeah. at the collegiate level, at the very least, there's still some facade of yeah. This but, is how you're supposed to do it. But it is a facade. It Let's is be real. It is. Yeah, of course, it is. It is, it is. It is 100 percent uh, a facade. Well, I mean, I, here's a perfect example. Okay, the state of Florida just last week passed the law where they are expanding the NIL law. They, they, they eliminated the original NIL law and added another one. Mm-hmm. And this one allows universities to facilitate NIL deals with players. Are you really going to tell me that universities weren't already in the state of Florida, Florida, mm-hmm. Florida State, Miami, UCF, oh, USF, yeah. oh, FAU, yeah. FIU, weren't already facilitating deals yeah, they with had the players and, yeah. and, and third parties? Of course yeah. they were. Yeah. Of course they were because you're, you're not going to have the Gator Collective or, or the Gator Guard. They're not going to just randomly go after players. Mm-hmm. Okay, They have to know who to go after and who to offer things to. They're not going to offer things to players if, a coach, if the staff doesn't want that player. Right. So it's happened all along. Now it's like, okay, now it's out in the open. Now, yes, you can do it. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, and and you uh, to to believe for any moment that a big booster wasn't going to try and and get some counsel from the university as far as who they might put their money behind and the university might say, hey, think of this before you do that. You know, that, that had to have been happening. Had of to course, have been. The, the difference now, Joe, honestly, is whereas before it was you're taking a call on a burner phone that, that are, that's not affiliated with the university. Right. Yeah. Now, Billy Neighbor can literally just text off his university phone. That's mm-hmm. not what I want. Mm-hmm. That's not the deal we, we agreed to, blah, blah, blah. Right. So this whole idea of a $13 million deal will never, ever, ever happen mm-hmm. in that situation again. Yeah. All right. So uh, XFL. Who watched? Uh, we just mentioned uh, Daytona 500. What did you watch over the weekend? You can hit the text line designed by Lifetime and Closures at 641-1010. Any uh, XFL for uh, you, Matty Hayes, or, or one J.J. LaSelva uh, over the weekend? Because I saw some highlights. Uh, look, I, I was knee-deep in golf. Uh, what happened at Riviera Country Club was as good as it gets. Uh, but were you an XFLer uh, over the weekend? Not even one play. <laughs> not, but not, I will say not, this. Not a play? I saw highlights, but I will say this. The more intriguing thing that I saw come up in my email box this morning mm-hmm. was the USFL is going to have a college draft on February 21. Mm-hmm. They will have a draft. Now, clearly, they'll draft players, but it's not going to be like the college players. Yeah. They'll draft former college players. Um, they might even dip into like um, just some of these fringe guys yeah. that, that possibly could catch on with the team here. It would be nice. Uh, it, it, but maybe it's going to be intriguing to watch right. it. And maybe they can draft them and retain their rights if they don't make a squad – uh, or they have them to start developing them, and then if they get signed to a off-season contract with an NFL team, they obviously have to relinquish their rights. That might happen. Uh, between the XFL and the USFL, we're going to find out what the product is like. You guys can hit the text line designed by Lifetime Enclosure. Let us know if you did watch it over the weekend. You had uh, the Vegas Vipers, the Arlington Renegades at Choctaw Stadium uh, in Arlington, Texas, and – the XFL That's trying the to come, Ranger Stadium, buddy. yeah, yeah, trying yeah. to come out of the box hot and see if they can't, uh, you know, at least put a product out there. Immediately erase the gap in time uh, between your football when your football season ended and when you yearn for it to begin again. They tried to sow that gap, and we'll find out whether the numbers say that people are going to pay attention. Houston Roughnecks rolling over the Orlando Guardians, uh, and then you had a few others Sunday. Um, you had the Battle Hawks, the San Antonio Brahmas, the D.C. Defenders, all these great names um, in the XFL. So if you watched, uh, let us know. Now, speaking of Washington, Eric Bieniemy gets the gig that we were talking about. He gets the gig of assistant head coach and offensive coordinator. What happens? I like the fact that Ron Rivera, and, uh, you know, you heard little rumblings of this early in the offseason that he might look to Eric Bieniemy to come in, give him an opportunity uh, to kind of get out from underneath Andy Reid, get out from underneath this label that, yeah, he's the OC, but he doesn't call the plays. Right, right. Now he gets to run the show up there. Uh, it's smart because, I mean, honestly, we don't. none of us know how long Ron Rivera is going to coach. Mm-hmm. That's number one. He's been in a long time. He's grinded in that league a long time, both as a player and as a, as a coach. Um, I don't know how long he's going to be there. He may only be there for a few more years or a couple more years. Mm-hmm. At the very least, it gives BNME the opportunity to say, this is my product. This is how I organize. This is how I organize an offense. This is how it plays out on the field. This is how I develop quarterbacks and players. So at the very least, he's going to get that opportunity because there's always that, like you said earlier, Mm -hmm. there's always that thought of, well, is it really BNME's offense? 
Is it really his play calling? I, you know, and 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 again, Andy Reid made a pointed uh, a, a statement right after the game when they asked him about that. He said, you know, it, it's Pat Mahomes, it's Eric Bieniemy. Right. Like Bieniemy was right after Pat Mahomes, so he made he made it very clear that look, this is this is Bieniemy. Don't think it's not. It is. Um, it's going to be fun to see it. The problem is there's no Pat Mahomes in that team. Mm-hmm. There's nothing, nothing even close to a Pat Mahomes in that team at the quarterback spot. So if they do all of a sudden take a jump offensively and they do become this team that can score in the 26s and 27s oh, and 28s, yeah. then you're really going to say, okay, this guy is the real deal. And, and it's ultimately an opportunity to prove that you can do what you have been given credit for. You haven't been given all the credit for, that's for sure, but you definitely have been part of a winning offense with a dynamic player in Pat Mahomes. And, and what we were saying last week, and really we've been saying this throughout the conversation when it comes to Eric Bieniemy, a couple things. Why isn't he, get hi- why isn't he getting hired? Uh, and B, uh, is it simply because he's not calling the plays or is it because there's a problem with the interview process? And now he gets to at least prove – one theory right or the other theory right, whatever it is. But yeah, they got to find their quarterback, Ron Rivera. When he when he when it when it was originally leaked that he might be looking at Eric Bieniemy to come in and run his offense, that was about the same time he said Sam Howell's our starting quarterback. Right. And and so you're going to find out whether he can create something with Sam Howell. That's a little bit of a different style of offense if they've got Sam Howell running the show, at least for the here and now. It's like they're not set up offensively either. I mean, I mean, McLaurin, Scary Terry's a good player. Mm-hmm. Other than that on offense, I, mean, I don't think they're set up right now. Yeah. I mean, I think they're decent on the offensive line, but that's what I think is going to be the biggest thing for him. He doesn't have a quarterback. He's got, a, he's got one or two, a handful, uh, two, one or two, I should say, skill players that I think are, are pretty good. But other than that, what does he have? Yeah. And, and you know, you're completely changing what they do. They, what, what Washington did – the last, I don't know, three years, I guess, under Rivera, right? Three mm-hmm. years? It, it's yeah, not, it's nothing, that sounds right. It's nothing close to what they did at Kansas City for years. So it's going to be you're, – you're completely rehauling an offense and you're doing it without the level of talent you're accustomed to or even close to the level of talent you're accustomed to because you're not going to get a, a Pat Mahomes. There's only one Pat Mahomes. No. But on a scale of 1 to 10, if Mahomes is a 9.5, you know, what you're walking into now is probably a 4.5. So yeah. it's a completely different story right now. And sometimes – and this is what, excuse me, this is what minority coaches complain about. Mm-hmm. They'll get opportunities, but it'll be opportunities that are, that are in a situation where it's difficult to be successful. It's difficult to show what they can do. And I can completely understand that. Mm-hmm. And, if, and, again, he's not the head coach right now, but I could c- certainly see that as, as if, if, if the commanders don't play well and the offense struggles – it's going to be oh maybe it was Andy Reid, mm-hmm. which it's completely unfair. Yeah, it's yeah. Com- you know he, you're you're not dealing with apples and apples right yeah, now. Yeah, exactly. It's uh, hey, here's the finest cut of beef. Go prepare a beautiful steak dinner to the other guy that's getting some chuck roast or some top round that you're going to have to cook for a day and a half. And so yeah, absolutely. All right, off the text line, design my lifetime enclosures. I was at the 500 yesterday. Really need to go away from the two lap overtime. Just one, uh, and I'm not going to 
argue with you there uh, because it just was an absolute mess uh, with the way the thing unfolded. Um, another said, I watched the XFL over the Daytona 500. I'm more of an F1 guy when it comes to the races. Love XFL. That's Zach from the Beaches. Uh, you can hit the text line designed by Lifetime Enclosures at 641-1010. JJ, did you go the NBA route? Because this was off the text line. Did you guys see the NBA pick alternates first uh, during all-star drafts? Uh, What was the combined total? Like 380 points? I don't don't know. Matt Matt sent me something last week, though, that was even funnier than that, that they – they picked the reserves first, first. and the starters yep. last because they didn't want to have anyone be the last guy picked. Yeah, yeah, isn't that that that's they didn't want to get upset, JJ. Multi-millionaires. Pat on the back, pat on the head. You're still a good guy. Don't let that bother you. Yeah, that's what you got in the fifth grade. Uh, that's what you got from dad in the fifth grade. I, they picked me last. Oh, my God. My like dad wouldn't have even been like that. Oh, my yeah. goodness. <laughs> yeah. Adam Silver's uh, way off of my dad. <laughs> Daytona 500 crowd was a sellout. Uh, and off the text line, it said, had not been to a race in 33 years. Track experience way better. Racing, not so much. Um, look, I, I liked it up, up to the point where when it comes time to crown a champion – We've seen some really dumb ideas in other sports, but that's the part that is it's really tough to figure out. And I don't know that there is a great way when you have that late caution. But two laps, though? You know what they're trying to do? They're just trying to set it up for that exciting finish, let them get up to speed, let them cross. It takes a lap to get up to speed. I, I know. That's, that's, why, that's why they want two laps. That's that's exactly why they want two laps yeah, that's... because it takes 50 seconds to basically. And then they're surprised when all the, when all the accidents happen. Well, They've been racing fine. It's when, like I said, it's not a restricted plate. It's a restricted brain. That's when they make crazy decisions and they really start tearing up cars. Uh, and it, it really is as simple as that. I so don't go know. like go like ten laps then. Yeah, instead of two. Maybe if we could if we could get them all to five kind of, laps, kind of buy in buy into that idea. But it is overtime, and they're trying to create that exciting finish. Uh, off the text line, I didn't watch the XFL. It's too soon after the Super Bowl. Haven't even got to miss the NFL yet. That's not a bad point. It, it really is. If you're trying to think of when, if you're going to watch football in the off season, that's not the NFL or not college. When is the right time? Most have agreed. Okay, let's introduce it in the spring when you're just kind of jonesing for something. If you're not a baseball fan, if you're not an NBA fan, you might buy into that. But it's still got to be a good product. It's still got to be something that you want to see and recognize the names. There's got to be a little star power. Well, it's there's, just always I mean, the way it's going to be. Well, we I have mean, the Rockwell uh, Armstead. I mean. Yeah, yeah, Rock. It's as star look, power you, as it gets, as far as I'm yeah, concerned. From Temple. I mean, that guy was unbelievable. And so USFL is the better product. There's I was no rooting for Rock. That. I was rooting for Rock back in the day. But those guys that JJ just mentioned, I mean, that's you have to be familiar with guys that were on the button of your roster, didn't make it, and then catch on. But the, how much is that going to draw you so here's to the, the thing. sport? Here's the thing. The USFL is the better product. It has, the, it has a TV contract with Fox and NBC. Plus, I believe, check me if I'm wrong, JJ, I believe that they're now playing at home stadiums this year. Last year they played all the games in Birmingham. I think they're now all playing it at, uh, at their home cities. So at the very least, you're going to get some form of uh, what football should be. Mm-hmm. I don't know what the crowds are going to be. Right. I mean, the crowds are probably going to be five or 10,000. But still, it's, it, it'll be, I think it'll be a better brand of football. I think it'll be better produced than the XFL. And it, just, it won't be all the funky things that the XFL brings. All right, we are cranking it out. We have got the 
Jaguars prep the flag football competition early in the day. Later on, uh, they'll be moving through the uh, Terrace Suite area, which is where we are. Hopefully, we'll be able to say hello to a few of them. Marcus Pollard, who's been behind uh, the Jaguars' effort with the preps for a long time. Hopefully, we'll be able to say hello to him. we got all sorts of things cooking for you. Joe C., Matty Hayes, it's XL Primetime. This is XL Primetime. Brought to you by Florida Home AC. Now that's cool on 1010XL. Beautiful Terrace Suites. We are hanging out at XL Primetime. Joe C., Maddie Hayes. We are missing Mia and Big Surce, but we've got it with the flag football action just below us. Beautiful Terrace Suites. You look out, you see sunshine, and you see all these teams. The Jaguars prep and put it together. It's a preseason flag football classic uh, for a lot of teams that will be competing here local on the hi- locally on the high school level. So I know we were, go- we were going to go somewhere else with this segment, but I want to see real quick take a quick little off-ramp. Mm-hmm. Pro Football Focus ranked the top 101 players from the 2022 season. All right? The first Jag, they're, they're, they're at 100 to 75 right now. Mm-hmm. But the two Jags, the 101 to 75, the two Jags that you thought would be on that list – have already been knocked off, okay? So you've got Trevor Lawrence at 94. Oh, wow. 94. 94. Yeah. Okay? And this is PFF with the best players as far as their metrics are Right, concerned. right. Their metrics and the way they break down things. Mm-hmm. 94. So there's 93 players better in the league than Trevor Lawrence. And then Tyson Campbell at 90. I don't know there's going to be another player on this list from the Jags. Maybe Kirk. Maybe. Maybe Kirk. Yeah, but if you're going to put Trevor. You're not going to put Kirk above, Tre- above Trevor. So I, I think right, this, I think this is it. That to me? So Tyson Campbell's at 90, and Trevor Lawrence is at 94. Okay, first off, uh, honestly, if, if you take a look at what Trevor did down the stretch, and, and Tyson Campbell made plays, okay, it's not like he didn't, but I'm pretty sure old T-Law made some plays down the stretch uh, to maybe, I don't know, inch past Tyson Campbell uh, to get into the – 89 or better if Campbell's 90th? What, what does it say with 94, uh, number 94, Trevor Lawrence? Hey, I mean, come on. After the disaster that was Urban Meyer, ten, that was the Urban Meyer tenure in Jacksonville, Lawrence first turned the corner in year two and then went on to play as well as any quarterback in the league by the end of it. So he's 94? Yeah. If he's uh, playing as well as any quarterback in the league by the end of the year, he's 94. From week nine onward, only Joe Burrow and Patrick Mahomes earned better PFF grades. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's that's beautiful. That 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 is awesome. And and look, I will take PFF. PFF. If it suits my argument, I'll use it. If it doesn't, I'll blast it. That's just basically how it goes with those metrics because some of them, I, I swear, make sense. Other ones don't. Uh, Jaguars today, were, were, they were you know, going through some of the numbers trying to find where Jawan Taylor was uh, in terms of available tackles, and it took them forever to get to him. Uh, and then I think, and I, I might be, you know, uh, mixing messages here, but I think they came back a day or two later and they found another ranking from PFF that was had him higher. I mean, come on. So so it's 101 to 76, okay? Mm-hmm. At 76 is Garrett Wilson of the Jets. you got to be kidding. I'm not and, kidding. And, and, and Garrett Wilson kind of got his engine started late in the year, rookie of the year on the offensive side, all that stuff. Uh, hey, hey, listen, if you go off of what awards the New York football Jets got this year, you would have thought that they made it to the postseason and played uh, Wait, I'll a give couple you one of weeks. I'll, give, I'll, give, you, I'll they, give you one better. Hang on, hang on. I'm, I'm really going to get you upset now. At 80, 
which is 14 spots ahead of Trevor Lawrence. 14. It's Cowboys tight end Dallas Goddard. Oh, uh, Eagles tight end. Sorry, Eagles tight end Dallas Goddard. It's un- honestly, it is unbelievable. Look, I understand the importance of each position and the ball's in the hand of the quarterback more, uh, and so you can't just take that and say he would rank ahead uh, of a Dallas Goddard or whatever. But well, just act, ask like any GM. That's asinine. That's what that is. Okay, because I. Do you want I, Dallas Goddard on your team, or do you want Trevor Lawrence? Exactly, on your team? and and you're looking at a development of a player. Okay, this is what happened with Trevor Lawrence in in 2022. He developed. He turned into a star. Goddard definitely made right. Plays. It's not just potential. It's yeah. what he's done already now. Right. Yeah. It's and, what he's shown. Like if you, I'm telling you right now, and and we can make make this a poll question. If you're if you're an NFL G- GM and you are starting a team, you're starting a team with the guys that are currently in the league. You're taking Mahomes out of him. Mm-hmm. You're taking Josh Allen maybe ahead of him, right? I might argue that now. Okay. Uh, uh, this time a year ago, I would not have Who argued Who else are you that. taking ahead of him right now? Uh, Burrow. Burrow? Yeah. Burrow was certainly being – Still close. The, still then, very yeah. close. And then you battle between Herbert and Lawrence. You really do. Also still very close. Yes, yes. Uh, and, and Trevor – This list should be the first – probably the first five or six – five or six of the first – 15 players should all be quarterbacks. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Uh, nah. So we're going to follow this list because this yeah. is going to be interesting. And, and we'll make that our poll question for tomorrow for sure. JJ, give us ours for today because it definitely was spinning off of what we were talking about a minute ago. Yeah, simple. With no football this weekend, what did you watch? Uh, question of the day, as always, brought to you by Beaver Toyota of St. Augustine. And, and I, I love that a lot of the Nooners were out and about, and I really wish that I'd have been there uh, Saturday night. Volusia County Speedway, Saturday night. Had the World of Outlaws, the late models, uh, one of the best races this texture uh, has ever seen. Uh, asphalt is – It is asphalt. It's not dirt. Yeah. It, right. as, no, no. Asphalt is for getting you there. Dirt is for racing. <laughs> Put that on a T-shirt, my man. So it's because, a dirt track then. Yes, yeah, absolutely, okay. 100%. Okay. Uh, because uh, forever, like Volusia and – I hope I have this right. I know St. Augustine obviously put asphalt on it because I was there, but I'm pretty sure Volusia might have done the same thing. Anyway, they ended up lifting it off, if I have it right, if I right. remember correct. But but you know, there were so many great racers back in the day that would go to Volusia County. And then whenever you had speed weeks, you'd have the big boys that would roll through. And I'm almost positive, and this texture can let us know, Ryan Blaney, who ran – the Daytona 500 dropped down to run in the outlaws. Oh yeah, Tony Stewart used Saturday. to do it all the he used time. To do it all the time. Yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm almost positive Blaney did that Saturday because I heard from another uh, listener that I believe said that that was going to go down. And so that I mean, that's honestly it. When you come rolling through, Stewart used to do it all the time. You know what Tony Stewart's going to do now? He is going to run a full. We're going to try and get him on for the NHRA or the Gator Nationals. He's going to run a top fuel. I believe he's going to run Funny Car. I'm pretty get sure he's going here. to run Funny Car. But they still go over 300 miles an hour. It's unreal what he's going to do. So that's awesome. I love hearing that. Um, all right. So while you have those rankings, we can. Yeah. I'm just laughing at these. It's it's unreal. It's it's bizarre to me. Are there that any again, metrics that they that they attach? No, to that there's no the metrics at all. It's just one guy's okay. opinion. Sam yeah. Monson's a writer. And it's look, just I, it's just his opinion. It, it's it's hard for me. It's hard for me to think that this guy is really serious about what he's doing. Mm-hmm. Because this is here it is. This list is based solely on playing 2022. Passive future is not accounted for. This isn't about class or talents. About performance through the 2022 season. Yeah. I, mm-hmm. I mean, I mean, how how many rush touchdowns do he have? 
in the, uh, reg, in the reg season, three or four. So we had like 28 total touchdowns. Is that right? I believe it was 20. And seven picks. Yeah, it was 24 and seven. I believe it was 28 and seven total. I'm right. pretty sure. Right. Um, this list is created. This is from what he said here. This mm-hmm. list is created with an all positions are equal mantra. So you won't see 32 quarterbacks heading the list, even though that that is the game's most valuable position. Instead, we take a look at how guys played relative to what is expected from their position. Mm-hmm. So that's even worse. Yeah, exactly. That's even because worse. Because that's when he rose up. Because he's going to have other guy, other quarterbacks in the league relative to their position. Mm-hmm. There will be guys ranked ahead of him that you're going to go, wait, what? Yeah. And so based on this, off the text line designed by Lifetime Enclosures, they're asking, what about ETN? Uh, he's either – higher than this first handful of rankings or he's not on the list. My guess would be he's not on the list. Um, I don't think anyone else from the Jaguars is going to be on the list. Who else could be on the list? I, 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 can't, I can't imagine that they're going to, uh, unless they go Aluakon with the total number of tackles, uh, if they do go Kirk, like you said, it's possible. Ingram could be on the list based on what he was able to do. He had 70-plus catches. He might be on the list, but nah. It also says, by the way, at the bottom of the article, disagree with the players we've included here? Yeah. Let us know on Twitter, at PFF. Yeah, of course, of course. Uh, all right, uh, we have a little F1 versus NASCAR back and forth, which is what I, I love. Always cracks me up when F1 guy chimes in about NASCAR. Let me give you F1 in a nutshell. Race begins. Max Verstappen wins. Rinse, repeat. All right, beautiful. That's awesome. All right, so on the heels of that, JJ, with the, with the poll question, you want them to answer it, correct, as far as just give us a description. Hit reply. Yeah. What would you watch? What'd you watch? Simple as that. So let us know. Can I reply and say Handmaid's Tale? Yeah, yeah. exactly. You don't have to well, have watched sports. <laughs> exactly. Honestly, all these sports sucked this weekend. Uh, someone well, says he played Madden all weekend, which yeah. is the NFL. Bro, I got into Handmaid's Tale. I don't know if either one of you guys have seen it. It's uh, it's is it's it wild. saucy? It's wild. It's man. saucy. It's wild. I, I I heard it was good, but seems I've not seen a little it. chickish to me. Yeah. No, now, it's, there's a softer side me. of Matt Hayes. No, you know that. No, trust me. There's nothing I, remotely close to chickish to this, okay? But that's why I looked at Matt. I'm like, I heard it's a little saucy. <laughs> no. <laughs> JJ, I'll get you hooked on it. Trust yeah, me. Yeah. Uh, all right. Yeah, you're right. Because you come out of football, you may have to find that new thing, whether it's Netflix, Amazon, Hulu, Playing whatever. With your kids. Right. Right. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, or, right, or yeah. raising your kids, right? You, you actually <laughs> did something outdoors. Uh, you can hit us with that. But, yeah, some people go from whatever one thing that is on their television to another thing that rules them uh, on, while they're on their couch and it's on their television. Uh, it can definitely be that. But there are so many other good sports. Like, like I said, Riviera delivered for me. Tiger did not get the job done. He turned around on Saturday, had a great third round. He bogeyed, what was it, two – Two of the last three holes coming in on Friday had to sweat out the cut line, made it one over, came into the weekend, and then immediately got things going. Birdies 10 with a nice 20-footer, something in that neighborhood. Then knocks another one in uh, after missing birdie on the par five, uh, knocks another long-range one in. Then makes eagle at one, which was his 10th hole of the day. He had something like 220 yards in. He hit it to a couple of feet and then finishes later with a birdie. Anyway, gets to three under par overall, four under for the round. Things are looking good. Comes out Sunday, and he didn't unravel. I think he bogeyed two of the last five holes of the tournament too, didn't he? 
Like he, he was like, yeah. I think he was like one under. And he fin- what did he finish? One over? Yeah, he finished. Uh, he might have finished even. I can't even honestly remember. I just know that it was not his day. The last good thing I remember him doing, he holds a putt from off the green at 13, and then he throws a dart at 16 for a birdie. So I don't think he bogeyed his way in. I think he held on. Uh, but the bottom line is he was down the leaderboard. And the, the battle between Max Homa and John Rahm was excellent. Patrick Cantley getting in there. A lot of big names at the top of the leaderboard, so I loved it. And uh, Amanda Renner asking Tiger afterwards, what's his schedule going to look like? And he said what we mostly already know is that you're going to see me at the majors. He did say basically like he'd like to play all four. And the one thing that I saw from him at the end of Sunday was that he didn't walk with any more noticeable uh, limp than he than he started out the week with. It's the same, but he did. And that's say, good news. He it it is. He did say, however, that you know he there was he was hurting. He said it may not well, have yes. looked like it. Oh yes, it may not yes. looked like it, but he was hurting. Yeah, he definitely what he, what what it requires of him just from a pain threshold and from everything because the main thing that you saw from him mm, the last say twenty seven holes was to not be perfectly at center with his swing the way he expects to be. John Rahm kind of came a little unglued late. Right. So it can happen with a healthy guy too right. where he's driving it offline, uh, but he was able to scrape it together. Tiger can't do that as much anymore. Anyway, I thought it was great. Uh, love seeing what Rahm's done. He's won three times now in 2023. He is, as I told you guys the other day, I believe he's the best player on the planet. Right. Uh, Max Homa almost got him, but still, it, it was a great finish. I, I thought it was interesting what Tiger said real quick, Joe, is he said, you know, you, I can't replicate – what goes on over the weekend. I can't mm-hmm. do it. He right. said, I can be at my home. I can be on my course, and I can yeah. play four straight days, but I can't replicate the, the, the mental fortitude it takes yeah. to grind through each round yeah. because you're competing, right. and every shot is important. And I thought that might, might have been an indicator for him to say, I'll look at my schedule and keep it. You know, there's a possibility. But he didn't say I that. I don't think it's. I don't, yeah. I don't think the players just happen. No, I don't think so either. I think it's he, unfortunate, but I don't think it's right. Happen. I think he likes the course, and we're talking it would be two weeks between events. Uh, and unfortunately, look, there's enough good players uh, to take on that course, and, and we will not miss them. But like we have said so often, there's something about Eldrick. He does it. He moves the meter, and and it was it was great to see him. That that above anything else. It was just great to see him on the course competing. Uh, did he compete for a top ten spot? No, uh, but he made the cut, uh, and definitely I think that's I don't, a, yeah, I don't, a good I don't, sign for him. I don't think he's going to do Bay Hill or Doral either. I don't think he's going to do either one of them. You know, someone mentioned uh, Bay Hill. All this stuff would have to happen pretty fast. There is no Doral anymore. Forget about that. But change the tournament. Or yeah, the name or it's just gone. Nothing, nothing, nothing down there. Wow. Yeah, and and so basically they'll come. They'll go the Honda. They'll go. Uh, Bay Hill, they'll go to the players, and then they'll get to the Valspar down at, in Tampa, Innisbrook. So anyway, they they move around the the Sunshine State, the State. swing, the Florida yeah. swing. Uh, but then he's just only going to pick those once a month events because they're spread about thirty days apart uh, when he makes it up to Augusta. That's basically how it's going to go. All right, now I need to give you this because we were talking about the guys that were. Uh, part of the XFL, and this is the one that I'm most surprised by. Let me see if I can find this here real quick. The ones that I was wanting Matt Hayes to lock in on. Your boy Doug Costin is part of the XFL proceedings over the weekend. Let me see if I can find the rest sack? of this. Huh? You get a sack? 
Uh, I don't know what he did. I didn't watch it. I just know that he was part of it. And there were a few of them that were able to make, uh, you know, at least make a team, get a chance. It's interesting with those guys. I wonder why they choose one over the uh, over the other. Uh, like, why I do think you, it's got to be you, money. Why do you, it? But I think the money's got to be close. It has to be. Yeah. I I mean I I can't I can't see how the money's not even better at the USFL if they've got that TV contract. Yeah. So I I yeah it's it's. Maybe one is earlier than the other. One gets them out earlier so you can recover a little more in case you're going to an NFL camp. I don't know. Yeah. It's just it's interesting to see why they choose one or the other. I had this list popped up, but now I'm not seeing it as far as some of the ones that were out there. Um, but they're definitely, you know, that's the opportunity they're looking for. Log some, some games. Get as much in as you possibly can. Give yourself a chance to see if you can turn some heads a little bit later on. And that will always be the name of the game for these guys. Think about the difficulty of that. If you're if you're a football player that's trying to catch on mm-hmm. in the NFL, you know you've you've been in a couple of camps. You didn't get you didn't make the 53, right. or you made the practice squad, and then you got knocked off the practice squad. Then you're you're playing this full season. Yeah. And then this full season ends, and boom, you're right into you're right into training camp. You're right into trying trying to make a roster. That's a grind, man. Yeah, it is, and that's why wow. I, I I think I would I would have. A tough time if you felt like you could be on the end of a roster uh, that you would put yourself in a position where you might, you know, run run out of gas. It's or just whatever. rare you're going to see guys move from that league to the NFL. Mm-hmm. It's just it's because it's. I mean, there's no recovery time. They probably have a month of recovery time. Right. But the the pounding your body takes. Yeah. I, I can't even imagine how these guys do it. What's his face? The quarterback PJ uh, played for the Panthers. He originally played in the in, in the in the uh, oh I can see or the now. XFL yeah. three or four years ago yeah and then he went right right to the NFL but he's in a situation where he's not getting beaten up like an offensive lineman or a defensive lineman if you're mm-hmm. in the, if you're in the NFL you're clearly looking at, at all areas oh, on, yeah. in those leagues but I mean to to be able to pull like a like an offensive lineman or an interior defensive lineman from one of those teams would just be golden all right let me see if I can find these guys uh, every ex Jaguar player on an XFL roster, uh, and Doug Costin was one of them. T.J. Barnes, another one. Costin, uh, let's see here, at least has a chance maybe to do something. Uh, we have Alex Ellis. We have Garrett McGinn. We have Donald Payne, remember? Donald bring Payne. the pain. Donald bring the pain. He started his uh, NFL career here. Uh, another one, uh, let's see here, Lawan Winningham, Rick Mueller, so there are a few of them. Did Payne and get hip tossed by? And then as JJ mentioned, Rock Armstead. Did Payne get hip tossed by Travis Henry? Uh, yeah, he was one of them. Yeah, that's yeah. what I thought. He was one of them. He was not the only one. Right. Uh, Josh Hammond, a former right. Florida wide receiver that was with this team for at least a couple of off seasons on the practice squad. I believe he was here uh, through the the Herb year uh, in 2021. And there were a few other ones uh, that had a chance uh, to make it on. And that that's really what it boils down to. Uh, Reggie Barlow, we'll have to try and hook up with him because he's one of the coaches, uh, former Jag, uh, that is – I don't even know. We need to catch up with him because I don't even know how these guys – I don't know how they train during the week. I don't know where they train, where they live. You know what I mean? Like they were playing games in Birmingham last year. Mm-hmm. All the games were played in Birmingham for the, for the USFL. Where do these guys practice every week? They, where do they go for, you know, recovery? Yeah, I, like I, how do they do that? How do they get to the games, right? Yeah, from a cost, do they live in? Do they live in Birmingham know. for four months or three months yeah. out of a hotel? I know they were trying to move them back out on the road, and that's one of the things that. Uh, well, they're definitely doing uh, that this year with yeah, the USFL. That's yeah, happening. Yeah, and so I would think that they have facilities set up at all of them now, right? What I do don't think? know. Yeah, 
Uh, we're going to try and get, once Coach Campo comes back, get our man Daryl Johnston, the moose, uh, on the show. I mean, show. because it's so regimented mm-hmm. right now with the NFL as you, you play the game, you get up, you go to the facility. Yeah. You, everything is oh, – yeah. that, that's it. In this league – and in the other league, and USFL, both in the XFL, what, what are they? How does that? The dynamics of that must just be so weird for those players. If like you're basically got to go to your gym, mm-hmm. yeah, you know, and they got to go to your gym to lift. Yeah, they will do a, a team will do a trade deal uh, with somebody, and that's where they will work out. And they don't have the facilities, like you said. If they if they opened up uh, Old Ranger Stadium, Choctaw Stadium, and they they might create facilities inside there where they can go and, and lease it, rent it, do you're whatever. Gonna, you're going to lease lease some weight equipment? You might have lease to. Lease some treadmills. Let me tell you something. There's a classic – I mean, what else are you going to do? you got to figure out how, how you're going to run the league. You don't have all the facilities and finances to do that. One of the classic stories is is the Arena League. They about were, the therapy pools? How are you going to get those? Yeah, I, yeah I, I, I would think they have to go to these places. I mean, imagine if you're a player. Think about this. If you're a player that, like, played at Ohio State – Mm-hmm. Or, or at Alabama, yeah. or at Florida, and you have like these elite facilities. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You've got these therapy pools. You got the cryo chamber. You got everything, right? Yeah. Yeah. You go on. You get to one of these two leagues, and you're trying to further yourself, and you're literally like in a high school locker room. Think about it. You're it's at called, your you're uh, at your local gym. Your cryo your cryo thing is sticking your arm in the yeah. freezer. Think about it. It's called it's called wow. humbling. Wow. It's called humbling, and so guys like. Josh Hammond or any of these guys, he's the exact example of this. Yeah. But the classic story was arena ball players were thinking about striking, okay? And so they all get together. They collectively decide team to team that they're going to go to their owners all at the exact same time, and they're going to strike, okay? This is all the arena teams you could think of back in the day. To interrupt the season, basically. Yeah, 10 years ago. Whatever this this, I believe is maybe even more than a decade. But anyway, they are working in concert with each other. They're going to go force a meeting at the exact time, demand to their owners that they want to raise. Owners catch wind of this. They create this room, conference, call a meeting. They all show up. They're striking. Okay? You see those curtains over there inside the uh, terrace suite, Maddie? You see those curtains over there? Yep. The owners walked over there, threw those curtains open, and out walked an entire team. (laughs) What do you think happened? The strike ended with about 15 Quickly, seconds. Right. Yeah. Work. Quickly. No, forget it. We take it back. And then they went you, back to you making. You want your $1,000 a game yeah, or exactly. you're Exactly. Not even that. No, <laughs> I think the quarterback. 500 a, a game, yeah. The quarterback made a 1000 bonus. Right. But the other guys were making $200 a game, and he would get a 1000 bonus on top of whatever they were making. It was. It's crazy. What, humbling? Hell, yes, it's humbling. Uh, they stayed uh, at hotels uh, on a trade, and that's just the way it was. But they're also – it's. It's not only that you, you've completely fallen as far as how you get ready for a game, how you recover for yeah. a game, but it's also you're still playing the same game. Right. If you want to play the sport you're you st- love. You're still getting that, hit. If you're still delivering blows. Yeah. You're but, still like you, – you, know, you still have the, 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 the threat of every play your career could end. Mm-hmm. You could blow your knee out. Oh, you could yeah. blow your shoulder out. But that's the other half of wow. it. If they want to play that game, that's what they will do. And, and that's what – honestly, that's what they try and do to live it out as long yeah. as they possibly can. Yeah, they could come uh, to 10-10. Yeah. Being no, I get that. I, I get that. And, I, and believe me, I'm sure everyone in the text line going, oh, they could also just go be blah, blah, blah. Yeah. I understand all that. Yeah, all I'm saying is you're dealing with guys 
99% of these guys, who since they've been playing baseball, have been catered to. Mm-hmm. You're great, you're great, you're great, you can do this, you can do this. We have this for you. We're going to feed you this. You're going to get this nutrition. Mm-hmm. You're going to get why. steak. You're going to get this. You're gonna, and then you get into a situation where, yeah, there's a hot dog over there. Right, exactly. That's why you have that classic NCAA commercial. Less than 1% will move on to professional. And, and these guys, you they so got, go a car, got a car well, rental place. Well, they got a car. While they, yeah. while they take the five billion annually in yeah. media rights deals and just keep yeah. the money. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That, that's for football, though. Yeah, exactly. I mean, that, that commercial is showing, like, female tennis players and stuff. Exactly. Like that's what they're basically saying. Less than 1%. That, so prepare. Think about that. Okay. Like, you have these great meals and this great training table. Oh, yeah. And yeah. you go to the XFL no. and they say, well, there's a couple hot dogs over there. Right? Yeah, exactly. I mean, it, it, and it's like cold. working off a. Of, <laughs> I mean, it's just the way it is. That's reality, man. Jump in the pool right there. Yeah. My neighbor's pool, it'll work for you. Yeah. Go jump in there. And you know what you should be happy about? Make sure his kids aren't in there first. You know what you should be happy about? The four years you did have it made. Right, I guess. Uh, yeah. where, you were, where you were getting to play a sport and getting education. And, and guess what? My apartment complex has a gym, and it has all the yeah. things that you need. Heck, yeah. There's countless guys around <laughs> uh, this, this town that had yeah, done they it. They made a lot of money for those universities, I'll tell you that. A lot of money. And they also had a chance to make some on their own. I cannot believe this. This is <laughs> Did Rock Armstead yeah. really make a ton of money for Temple? Like, yeah, he yeah, did. Yeah. Because yeah. oh, yeah. he was part of that turnaround. Yeah. He oh. was part of that turnaround. Yeah, they're raking with, in the with thousands. Rule. They're, they're raking in the carny did, cash right did now. Did Costin <laughs> really make that much money for wherever the hell he was at? Kent State? Maybe. <laughs> All right. We uh, roll into the 1 o'clock hour. Stop Jaguars prep here. flag football. <laughs> We are hanging out in the Terrace Suites on a beautiful Monday. It's XL Primetime. This is XL Primetime, protected by preferred roofing on 1010XL. XL Primetime hanging out at the beautiful Terrace Suite, uh, TIAA Bank Field, uh, soon to be renamed. Not exactly sure when that will all go down after the acquisition, uh, but we are hanging out. 1010XL, Joe C., Matty Hayes. And we've got flag football uh, right there on the turf of the bank. They are playing on both sides of where we are, uh, the terrace suites. You can walk out and see the field, and you can walk back through the other side and look over Daly's place. And the flex field is also uh, right now running some flag football games because they got kids from all over the, the I guess we'd call it the Tri-County area. I'm not exactly sure how many schools are represented, but a ton of them are here. Joe, this is serious business out there. Oh, yes. Right I'm yes. telling you right now, there's it's they seven on seven, up. okay? Yeah, they coach But it's up. literally they're running motion. Yeah. They're running bunch sets. It's fun out there watching yeah. that, man. Yeah. And it, it's, I mean, they're competing, too. They're fired up about it. Yeah, I, I love it. And it, it's just like anything else. It's like you create another sport, more and more kids are going to gravitate to it. Uh, girls definitely have done it. They like the idea that they can get out there and, and run. Um, like I said, I, I have fond memories of watching them compete when our kids were, were out there playing. And flag football, like the sports I'll remember the most, obviously football being number one, but some great baseball games that you're treated to as, as a high school dad and then obviously flag football volleyball and basketball i mean great memories from 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 our kids oh yeah i mean yeah. joe i just i literally watched one play you got a girl coming in motion left mm-hmm. to right mm-hmm. there's one there's, there's two backs okay two backs in the backfield one one's on the right one's going left to right in motion the snap goes to her as she's going by okay yeah it's one of those old you know Quick toss, but it's not without the quarterback tossing. Right. She gets a snap. The other right back goes to the right like she's going to block for. So the safety pulls up, 
She takes two steps back up, throws it out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, beautiful Caught. touchdown. Yeah. It's I mean it's fantastic. And every every coach out there, whether it's boys, girls, it doesn't really matter. They're trying to scheme them up, right? Yeah, they're trying to scheme them up and figure out how many way. players do I have, yeah. and then I'll go. Let's yeah. go counter trap, whatever it is, yep. and they want to try and deceive the defense as much as they possibly can. Uh, and heck, if if we watched a little Pro Bowl football uh, a couple weeks ago, <clears throat> those are the best athletes probably. Not uh, one of the best sets of athletes walking the planet. I could go NBA, I could I'll go, probably say NBA, go football, yeah, yeah, whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <clears throat> but watching them do it, and and these kids look at it, and they, you know what? We're we're playing for something. We're playing for prizes. So they're going to compete and be able to go into state playoffs, and and maybe find a way to a big tournament. Plus, it's really cool that they're in this stadium doing it. I think that's really cool. Yeah. Well, we're talking about uh, a couple weeks ago here at the one to one financial ballpark. I think it might even been. Um, right around the walk-off charities uh, event that they had, some of the preseason baseball, getting kids inside one-to-one financial ballpark, inside Bregan, you know, on Bregan Field. Right. So those are baseball stars that really get to live it and love it. And then these kids get to come out here and live it and love it. Yeah, these are big stages for, for these guys, which is just awesome. All right, now, over the weekend, you had, you know, little bits and pieces of NFL news. You had certain guys that, you know, were being hired. Jim Bob Cooter looks like he's safe to stay in Duval for at least another year. Offensive coordinator up in Carolina has been hired. Most of these staffs have been filled out, not completely, but most, uh, with the Colts filling out their staffs, Cardinals filling out their staffs, and making sure that they're getting going. I don't think there's an OC job open now, is there? I don't think so. I, I'm just trying to, like, some of the names that were thrown out there as far as filling these last couple of spots with the enemy going, with the Cardinals hiring their offensive coordinator, the Panthers had made their decision. I don't believe. So your guy's here. JBC's here yeah. for another year, I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, which, listen, Duval is right with Jim Bob Cooter uh, somewhere on, on the grounds uh, here in the bold city of the South. By the way, real quick, Rex Ryan, mm-hmm. he's interviewing for the D.C. job with the Broncos. Rex Ryan, who hasn't been a coach in the NFL, his last year was 2016 with the Bills when he was a head coach, mm-hmm. hasn't been a D.C. where he's the guy devising the schemes, devising the play calls, doing the play calls, hasn't been a D.C. since 2008. Well, I think to myself, the, the, the game has evolved, certainly with the way they're calling penalties. Uh, illegal contact is a big, big deal. We saw that this past year. They really – really were aggressive with some of the flags being thrown this past season after maybe being a little lax the year before. And so Rex would have to kind of get in tune with some of those things. But he was coaching all the way up until when? 2016? He was still coaching the defensive side. So He, he was, but he's also – he's not – he wasn't coordinating that thing. There's no, no way he was. That's a lot of work. Yeah, man. but he's in the defensive rooms. He's a defensive guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I agree uh, with that. I but, agree with that. But he is now, to your point, over a half decade removed from that. Okay, approaching a decade removed. Okay, if we're going into 2023, you know he's seven yeah, I'm, years I'm not, out of this. And I'm not boy. saying it's I'm not saying anything about age. 60, 60 year olds, nothing. It's young. Yeah. No, I'm all, saying all I'm saying he's is going yeah. on seven years removed from at from, least now, right? Yeah. Yeah. 17, 18, 90, 20. Yeah, yeah, at least. Yeah, yeah he's and, seven years removed. And so that part of it is is real. Now we've seen a few guys that have been able to come back in uh, after being gone and and figure things out pretty well. Not all of them, but a lot of them pretty well. And so we'll find out whether he can do that or not. Uh, Seven years is a long time, Would you hire Rex Ryan? I don't know. I mean, his defenses were really good with the Ravens, there's Mm -hmm. no doubt. But seven years is a long time, Joe. I think the thing that I probably laugh at more than anything else, J.J., you can jump in on whether you'd hire him or not too, but uh, 
GMs fall in love with faces that they see on television, just like everyday sports fan does. Isn't that comical that a GM would maybe zero in or gravitate to him? Now, this may be a head coach that that is looking around up there because they dumped Hackett. Uh, they, they bring the new guy in, and they're looking around, and they're trying to figure out philosophy-wise who they want to align with. I don't know how much Sean Payton and, and Rex Ryan – I know that Rob Ryan – and Sean Payton were certainly guys that worked together for quite some time. I'd have to go back and look and see how long Rob was in New Orleans, but I, I that, just, that sounds like a relationship. Uh, yeah, interview. I think Rex Ryan is one of those guys that the more you hear him talk on TV, the more you realize he shouldn't be in football anymore. <laughs> uh, I'm kind of with you, JJ, that that he like like in other words, he will rail on somebody when when they completely screwed it up. And he knows what he's talking about. So I'm going to listen to him in that respect. But does that mean if I'm a GM or if I'm Sean Payton or whomever, I look at him and go, hey, he knows more than they do. Let's bring him back. I don't think I, I – I would not gravitate to that idea. You, I mean, I keep saying this, but it's – you're talking about a guy who's been away from the, from the game for seven years. Yeah. Seven years away from the daily grind of mm-hmm. preparing, of finding new ways to get to the quarterback – of finding new ways to stop the run, yeah. of dealing, like you said, of the way, you know, they're clearly now they call the game differently. Oh, yeah, they you do. cannot hit the quarterback. Like, even like he used to hit the quarterback the yeah. last time he was a, a D.C. in 08. And even, yeah. even when he was the head coach in 16, yeah. it's still changed since then. Yeah. So it's – I just question – he's got a very cushy gig right now. Mm-hmm. And he's pretty good. I mean, J.J. makes a point. Sometimes he says dumb things. Yeah. But he's, he's good enough to where they want him back every single year. I'm sure he makes good money doing that. Why would you throw yourself into that situation where – you literally, the odds are you're going to fail. Yeah. Bristol I sucks. Can, Bristol yeah. sucks. I know he probably doesn't. <laughs> I, I live know there, that, but, but he man. has to go there like at least once or twice a week. It's yeah. rough, man. Yeah. yeah. And, and so uh, you, you pick your you pick your lifestyle. You do, and you pick your pay, uh, because the pay right now is better for a DC than it was uh, five six years ago. Uh, you you might even be thinking about doubling your pay based on. He'll probably uh, get two million. Probably. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Based on maybe what it was, uh, and and certainly. If you compare his pay as a D coordinator to what he is it a cash grab? You think? I don't know, but you know, like I, I get what JJ's saying. You know, nothing. Like if you've got to do the grind, you got to do the grind. Uh, but the grind of an assistant coach—that's like tape, man. Yeah. That's watching tape till one in the morning. Yeah, the grind of an assistant coach is pretty, yes. pretty real. Uh, and and so you and you're accountable. Here's the beautiful thing about Bristol. Uh, chances are you got there after you got fired, but. If you're good, you're not going to get fired from there nearly as fast as you're going to get fired from somewhere else. Yeah, right. you can say and you don't have to show any results. Dumb takes you want. Right, yeah, exactly. right. If you don't, if you don't have to show results. Plus, if, if the Broncos give up 340 yards and four touchdown passes to Trevor Lawrence, yeah. the secondary coach isn't going to get reamed. He might get reamed by, by Rex Ryan, yeah. but Sean Payton's coming after Rex yeah, Ryan. Yeah, exactly, exactly. And, and, and I would always say about John Gruden, and we all know that you know it didn't end well for him, unfortunately, but – he was a winner every Monday night. He was never a loser uh, because he got to just rule from the booth. And even outside that mess yeah. with the emails, yeah, he was terrible. Yeah, they yeah, were very was, average. He was, he was terrible. Very, very average. Yeah, he was as as average as you could be. Certainly, and, what and, he wasn't what they thought he was going right. to be. And 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 if it were any other franchise that wasn't just madly in love with with the idea of hiring John Gruden, they would have fired him uh, before right. all this stuff came out. Right. And and so yeah. Uh, a winner in the booth, a loser when when what you game plan, uh, whether it counts, 
uh, as wins or losses. And if you don't win enough, you're going to get run. You're going to get your fanny run. And, and just take a look at some of these guys. Uh, Mike Mayock being probably one of the biggest examples. He had been sitting up there in that NFL Network booth and had been covering the draft and covering uh, free agency, combine, whatever. And finally, who did it? The Raiders. They said, let's bring – I got an He's, idea. Boy, he, sure, sound, he yeah. sure sounds good. Yeah, I got an idea. Let's bring two people out of the booth and let's give them the keys to our castle, our football castle. And they gave it to Gruden and Mayock. I mean, that was one of the nuttiest – that was so – has, has Mayock gotten a job again since? I don't, I don't believe so because uh, he, he, he just barely got bounced, you know, going back to when um, uh, Basaccia was not retained. And they hired Josh McDaniels. I, I believe that was when he got bound. Right, right. So he hasn't done anything, and I wouldn't expect him to, to do a whole heck of a lot. So uh, it it is a tough job. That much we know. And then they got to figure out how they can do it over and over and over. Uh, you you game plan one game. What do they want you to do? Game plan the next. They don't care. Go get me another dub. All right, we are hanging out at the Terrace Suites, beautiful TIA Bank Field. We've got uh, well, you know we got some of these camera guys that are showing up. The Websters of the world, the you know superstars, superstars that are coming in here, uh, and uh, G. Marsh uh, Spielberg, as we like to call him, uh, put out a little video on the Ten Ten XL social channel where you can see these uh, flag football yeah. uh, competitors down there. The girls are running some plays, some ball. They're plays. getting after it. Yeah. So we keep it rolling here. It's XL Primetime. Joe C. Matty Hayes on a beautiful Monday. is XL Primetime, brought to you by Florida Home AC. Now that's cool on 1010XL. One of the fearless crew from uh, that Hicken bunch over at uh, CBS 47 and Fox 30 uh, dropping by and uh, telling us that that product down there uh, on the field, just like you were witnessing, Matty. Uh, it's fun, man. Pretty, pretty good stuff. Yeah. And then we were talking about coming back from Daytona last night, and, you know, it occurred to me, as we're having this conversation about how I got jobbed with the Kyle Bush. <laughs> uh, look, I had money in my back pocket with Kyle Bush winning last night and got completely jobbed with that late, late caution, the BS that followed. And I remember, I have to go back and actually check and see when this happened. But the reason they said they froze the field is so they would not have to have these cars in any excess danger racing back to the start-finish line. What do you think happens with every restart? It's nothing but a hot What do you, what do you think mess. happens on every every lap? Yeah, well, that's it's fine. Literally every lap. Yeah, I know, but they're not they're not racing like maniacs uh, like they are on a restart trying to get to the front when they think it's going to be, you know, a, a two-lap finish, which is just nuts. All right, on that note, JJ, take us back in time uh, to the weekend that was. What happened this weekend? Tiger makes the cut. Uh, my, my game's fine. Um, yeah, yeah, it is rusty. Uh, I made some... Uh, silly mistakes here and there. I didn't quite pick up the speed of the greens like each and every day fast enough like I normally would if I was playing. Uh, but overall, uh, I feel like I hit the ball like I have been hitting at home. A no name, nobody wins the dunk contest. The Daytona 500 ends in a mess. Chevy, Ford, Stenhouse, Logano. Here is how this will be decided. 
It is not the flag. It is not the caution marks. It is NASCAR's decision as to where those two cars were when the button was pushed to activate the caution. And Ricky Stenhouse has won the Daytona 500. Tatum breaks the all-star game record. Damian Lillard checks in here. Tomorrow Sabonis is out of Tatum. Go ahead, Jason. This is your night tonight. Ram stays hot in Riviera. It's all about John Rahm. Right now in the game of golf, five wins in his last nine starts. Yeah, pretty good stuff. Uh, when you go back and hear all that, you know, I don't know what people are complaining about as far as uh, nothing to watch. Football's over because that was a pretty good uh, run that uh, Mr. J.J. LaSelva uh, put together the weekend. That was, if you had a lousy weekend, make sure it's better next time. Head on over to Cycles of Jacksonville. Find them on Atlantic near Regency, and they will crank up your weekend. That's for sure. The big boy store with big boy toys. Uh, Rom, best player right now on the planet, and you can definitely keep your eye on him uh, when he when he arrives here at TPC Sawgrass. Uh, he likes to overpower tracks, but that doesn't mean he can't be a contender here. A couple guys that I have my eye on uh, coming into here, Morikawa and Zalatoris. Those are two guys with a lot of syllables in their last name, and I'm, I'm, I'm on both of those guys. I feel like Zalatoris is really close. Oh, he is. To he's, winning a major. Yeah, like, yeah. he's really, really – he's, like, right right there. Yeah. And, and so I, I would like to see something like that happen. All right, we've got, um, uh, you know, all the other stuff that J.J. just went through. The All-Star game, I don't know how many people watched it. Uh, it, it I, I got a kick out of one of the highlights that I saw where LeBron – bounce passes one off the glass and, and throws a dunk down as he went around Donovan Mitchell. And then Jason Tatum's like, oh, okay, so I guess that's allowed. All right, I'll do it too. And then he went down the other end of the floor and did the same thing. So there was definitely some craziness, some shot making, all the stuff that you would expect. But it's not, uh, it's not reality. It's suspended reality. No, then Braun hurt his finger and but got, the, out, got out quick. Yeah, well, you know, listen, when it's time to shut it down, it's time to shut it down. Uh, did you watch the The dunk- whole game was shut down. <laughs> well, there was no defense. Did you watch the uh, dunk contest, JJ? Because uh, McClung was just going off. No, I actually went to a comedy show on Saturday night. Shout out to the Florida Theater, one of our great sponsors here. Shane nice. Gillis was there. It was off the chain. It was hilarious. But um, I got an update on my phone that's like, hey, this guy that you've – hey, JJ, you've watched basketball your entire life. You've never heard of this guy, and he just won the dunk contest. I was like, what? Wait, what? Uh, you got that alert? Uh, no, dummy. Well. <laughs> my, my, it said the guy's name, and I'm like, yeah. I don't yeah. know who I've the hell that is. Mac McClung? Or yeah. apparently yeah. he's been on, like, a few teams this year. I don't know it how was, it they was, found this dude. I know. It was hilarious because uh, – and, and I was on one a, a text thread that just went, you know, wow. And I'm like, wait a minute, what did I miss? And then I'm like, well, that – that doesn't line up with what I thought would be yeah. uh, in the dunk contest. Where did he play? Did uh, he... Philly. Uh, and... No, no, college. Like, oh, I have to oh, mistake check. I don't even know. Um, but all I know is that he By the was way, he's down... a white guy. Yeah. yeah he, and he was throwing down some, yeah, some, some, just some nasty, nasty So he went stuff. to Georgetown and Texas Tech. Of course, you can't okay. just go to one college anymore. Right. So he did, he you did have like more a... than one Letterman sweater these days with the transfer portal. He you know did that. like a, I guess that would be a 540? 
Mm-hmm. Didn't he do like a, a, oh my, a 360 just, he and a half? Oh, my. He was awesome. Yeah. yeah. From he the, really the was. He was fun to watch. And, you, and you, I mean, that's where we are. Uh, someone needs to come up and give us a circus act above the rim. We yeah. don't care uh, who you are. <laughs> who you are. So let me give you his team so far in his career. Are you not entertained? Yeah. So starting in 2021, he's played for the South Bay Lakers, the actual Chicago Bulls, then right. the Windy City Bulls, then the actual Los Angeles Lakers, then the South Bay Lakers, the Delaware Blue Coats, the Philadelphia 76ers slash Delaware Blue Coats is who he plays for right now. So he has like a D League contract situation going on. All right. Well, good for him. I mean, yeah, I you guess know. he probably made his uh, more money from the dunk contest than he has in his entire career. Yeah, we'll take it. He will absolutely take it. And so that, you know, when you're looking back at what happened over the weekend, there's definitely plenty to consume. You just got to pick, you got to just figure out what you like, what you want, and and enjoy it. Uh, and that's as simple as that. And then, of course, you've got some Netflix and Amazon and all that stuff that you might be locking in on. You can hit us Speaking on the text line. Speaking of that, Handmaid's Tale, people are definitely defending Matt. People oh yeah, that yeah. Oh, it's, That's a, it is not a woman ship. Right, when, I, when I told when I when my answer back to Matt was, I knew exactly what he was talking about, and, and so I was I was. All right, so so the concept kind of is it's like a, it's not really post-apocalyptic. It's it's but similar sort of. to that. There's like a war, and basically there's this group that just overtakes the United States, and and it's run by men, and they you you know you can't have babies anymore if, because for some reason there's some kind of a. I don't know, plague or something that went around that has really limited the ability to have kids. So they literally keep these women as handmaids, and all they do is have babies. And it's just, it's, um, dude, it's like from the ward, from the get, from the jump. You're going to be like, all right, I'm watching this. And apparently yeah. there's seven seasons to it, so I might mm-hmm. be in. Put it this way, I, I, always, I always decide if something's any good by, like, when I'm working, how many times I turn around and say, wait, what? Uh-huh. And at one point yesterday, I said it loud too. Like, wait, what? <laughs> you know, and then you reach for the remote, you, t- you rewind it a little bit, and mm-hmm. it's yeah, it's, it's okay. pretty good, man. Also, right, Matt this weekend was taking in the sights and sounds of Lake Weir, which I appreciate. I was. Beautiful I was, yeah. place. I randomly text I like JJ now. Yeah. Little photos of his area. Yeah, which is yeah. good. Figure out what which it is. Which is good. <laughs> uh, and that's what you want. You want to make sure that, uh, you know, you let them know that you're patrolling the state, keeping an eye on everything. Uh, all right. Now, we're going to say hello to Jared Rice coming up in just a little bit. Get an idea of what's going on with the players. Like we said, you want to talk about a springboard, that elevated event yesterday uh, with Rom winning. Uh, people got to be buzzing about the game of golf. They're buzzing here uh, in the flag football world as you have a lot of teams competing. And I'll just give you this here real quick. We got some teams rolling in here, Jojo. Well, yeah, sure, they are. They're sure coming we up. we can hear them in the background. All right, so let me just, let me just rattle off the uh, teams that are here. Andrew Jackson, Baldwin, Bradford, Clay, Ed White, First Coast, Fleming Island, Fletcher, Reball, Keystone, Mandarin, Middleburg, um, uh, Palaka, Paxson, Ridgeview, Sandalwood, Riverside, uh, St. Augustine, Stanton, Terry Parker. Uh, they're all over the place. Yuli, and we've – Reigns, and we've got a handful – that came from outside of our area as well. So it's pretty cool that they're uh, able to come here and compete uh, on a football field that NFL teams play on. On a football field that one team was 27 down in and came back to win. They got to play on that same field. Not only that, I mean, honestly, and and I'm I'm securing myself that I can admit this, like if 
me, you, and Spielberg went out there, yeah. they'd kill us. They'd run us. Oh, ragged. there is no question. I mean, there's, you're yeah, not the covering first, them. The this first just, guy, it's not this, happening. Man. First I'm guy that you. steps up and says, "No, that wouldn't happen to Spielberg." He's the guy who's going to get beat first. He's the one who's going. He's the one. <laughs> is who's he gonna shaking get Trey his head? Herndon. No, right now he's going to get Trey Herndon out Bro, there. Bro, they'll do a double move yeah, on you. Yeah, like that. They, they will just make you look <laughs> silly. You could take that Nashville brass back to uh, to Music City because it ain't going to fly here. Twenty two sizing you up right now. <laughs> it's XL prime time. This is XL Primetime, brought to you by Florida Home AC. Now that's cool on 1010XL. Hanging out at beautiful TIAA Bank Field, home of your Jacksonville Jaguars, just as we are home for your Jacksonville Jaguars with all your play-by-play action throughout the season. And we will never stop talking Jags, that's for sure. We have got flag football on the field at the Flex Field, and on the grass at TIA Bank Field. And we've got lots of action. Hopefully we'll say hello to one of these flag football stars coming up in just a moment. But speaking of stars, let's say hello to this man right now. Another interview on the Farrah and Farrah phone line brought to you by the accident attorneys at Farrah and Farrah. All right, we got our man Jared Rice. He is the executive director of the Players Championship as we get ready for the players coming up in just a few short weeks. JR, what is happening, buddy? How are you? Gosh, I love these intros. It's a, it boosts the ego tremendously. So thank you very much for having me on, and I love it. I love it. Listen, you're, one, are, of our fear, uh, you're one of our fearless leaders. We definitely know that you, 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 got, you, you, know, you got a little oomph to you. Well, I appreciate you having me on. We're in uh, we're on we're on final approach. I'm actually in the media center right now. It's uh, you know these, these are kind of cool moments. A few weeks before the tournament, as we're on uh, you know putting together you know final uh, you know final touches on the property, and you know I'm looking at you know 200 and some odd empty seats that uh, we know in a few weeks are going to be packed full of uh, journalists from all over the world. So it's uh, it's pretty cool. We're we're getting excited. You know, just go back to yesterday real quick because the energy around Riviera yesterday, Jared, was palpable. I mean, it really was. And you can go from uh, when we talked earlier in the week about Tiger teeing it up. It wasn't just Tiger. It was all of them. And I, I, I think there is as much energy for the game of golf right now. So just hit on what you saw at Riviera. I, I agree. It's, um, you know, I get texts from you know, people outside the business that, you know, fall golf from time to time. And I feel like in the last few weeks, this is just my personal network. The amount of people that are texting and say, Oh, I can't believe this is unbelievable. Like following ROM. And, um, you're, you're hundred percent right. There is definitely a lot of energy in it. And, you know, you think about what ROM does. I saw a couple of these stats this morning. He has, he's got a, he's inside the top 10 and all five of his starts. He's won three of them. He's 93 under in 20 rounds, and he's averaging uh, 60. Uh, his, his scoring average is 67. Now, people don't. Now, again, I get asked like, "What do you, what do you think about going into Players Week?" And yeah, you know, hard to ignore someone that's that hot. And remember, in 2019, he had the lead uh, on Sunday, and it was a it was a wayward bunker shot uh, that his caddy tried to talk him out of on 11. Um, that uh, ultimately, you know, kind of was his undoing. So he's playing hot, and he uh, he he knows how to get it around here at TBC Sawgrass. So, Jared, uh, we're about three weeks out. Where are you structurally and organizationally as far as the tournament, as far as putting it on, and and, and what is the primary focus right now? 
Yeah, I mean, um, we're you know we're getting pretty close to the uh, you know icing down the beverages moment. Um, I mean, it's uh, you know, liter- literally, um, you know, go- driving around today, we see. I mean, listen, there's like it's way inside baseball, but it's like coolers are getting dropped and interior you know builds are are happening, and a lot of you know it's it's pretty loud out here, and it's um, you know just again those interiors, all these structures being built. So um, a lot of vendors, a lot of restaurant partners are coming out and doing their final. Uh, site visits. Our beverage partners are literally dropping um, infrastructure product on site. Uh, a lot of forklifts running around. So um, this is a just-in-time business, and um, we're, we're on track to be just in time. So uh, final touches are underway. I love it, man. Now we're going to hear entries every single week as far as who's committing, uh, the storylines that go along with it. Can't wait to see this world-class field, uh, but let's uh, hit people uh, where they need to hear it most, parking and tickets. Kind of give us an update as far as uh, what's been happening because we're going to hit some sellout days with parking and uh, ticketing, I would imagine. Yeah, it, it, there was definitely a spike into last week. We saw a big day on Thursday, um, good day on Friday. Um, you know, our, our, our operations and ticketing group kind of flag, hey, uh, Friday and Saturday parking start to outpace sales of last year. So it's great. People are hearing the message. Think about what you're going to do. Um, think about how you're going to get here. Uh, parking will sell out before tickets. We do have capacities on each of our uh, competition days. You can imagine Friday and Saturday will sell out first. So if you're still thinking about it, especially on those two days, um, you know, make sure you're making your plans early. And, um, you know, it's, uh, it's, it's tracking pretty well right now. Now, when we start talking about bringing everything in, Riley Green, the Military Appreciation Concert, how much people need to know to make sure they get a ticket for that day and also be able to get kids in? Yeah, so kids uh, are admitted free. Uh, for every ticket adult, uh, two kids, 15 and under, will be admitted free. Tuesday and, uh, and Tuesday is our Military Appreciation Day, so we have uh, a great program uh, that is set up and starts around 4, 4.30, flyover, presentation of colors. We do a couple of uh, nice things, I think, for um, you know, little surprises that we'll have for, for uh, a few folks uh, on site. And then um, we'll r- lead right into the Riley Green concert, which we're, we're, his, his people are very excited about. So uh, when the act, the act is uh, pumped up about coming in, we, we like to hear that. You know, and I'd offer that Tuesday is one of those really great days to come out um, because it's, it's not going to be as busy as Friday and Saturday. So if you're thinking about... You know, coming out for lunch or, uh, you know, bringing a, uh, your, your son or daughter or uh, niece, nephew, whatever, kids out, um, that's an easier day to do it. Um, it's easier to get in and out of the, of the property, and every player that's going to be in our field, uh, they will be out here and they'll be practicing. That was a Jared Rice cheer, by the way, Jared. Yeah, Palaka's bringing the noise <laughs> wow. for Jared Rice right now. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm huge in Palaka, Joe. <laughs> hey, hey, Jared, um, so we're, we're, we're looking right now, only single-day tickets are available, right? You can't buy, like, a, a book, a full Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday book? Yeah, so um, they are available um, by the day, and um, that's the – again, you go to theplayers.com. That's the best, best way to uh, – to, to pick up whatever day you'd like. And, um, again, just kind of talk, talk a little bit about uh, getting here. We do have uh, a, a shuttle that will be running from the Nocatee communities that is complimentary. Uh, so that's something to think about. And you can find this all on our website, as well as a downtown shuttle that we're working with the city on, and uh, that will be available too. So a couple of different areas or different ways you can get out to the, to the tournament. 
All right, brother man, we appreciate it. We look forward to it. We visit with our man Jared Rice every Monday. We come out of a big event. Uh, We'll have the Honda Classic coming up this week, and we'll crown a champion there and then get closer uh, to the players. Check out everything, theplayers.com, and make sure you get yourself ready. Thanks, buddy. Awesome. Appreciate it. All right, uh, Jared Rice, getting it done. I'm just telling you, you go out there and you see – uh, the beautiful things that they've got going on, man. You cannot uh, – we cannot wait. Now, J.J., we're going to say hello to one of our flag footballers, but t- uh, tease us with the prize here real quick just so we know what's Yeah, up. so before we go to break, we'll do this, but uh, they are Thursday tickets to TPC, the real thing. Thursday oh, tickets yeah. plus $50 to Cousins Maine Lobster. Okay, all right, so that – Also really good. Yeah, it's a sweet because, we, you know, we've been treated to Cousins Maine Lobster yeah. when we've been out there before, so uh, that will be a uh, rich prize, buttery good, yes. if you know what I'm saying. All right, now, we have one of our flag, footballs, uh, flag football contestants, uh, Brooke Zeller from Santa Fe is with us. Brooke, say hello. How are you? Hi, I'm good. Now, are you pretty fired up? Did you guys already play? No, we haven't. Not yet. No. Not yet. So who are you playing? Who's uh, the first game that you're playing? I you don't, don't even know. know. No. You just know that <laughs> you're ready. She doesn't care. She's going out to play. Yeah. You just know you're ready. Yeah. All right, so you're the quarterback for the Santa Fe flag football team. Give us an idea of how cool it is to come here, uh, you know, how this all came together for your team. I mean, I played tackle football, obviously, so it was like kind of – just kind of like combined together like coach didn't know like oh the girls playing tackle football so he wanted to make a flag football team to like inspire it to other girls and I was like oh yeah that sounds cool or whatever and then it just kind of came together and then now we're here so mm-hmm. all the girls are pumped for it I'm pumped we're all ready so you you play tackle football in pop warner is that where you yeah wow okay but you but so this is different this is a obviously a different type of game but it's you guys, did you take a bus over no. together? You drove in cars. Yeah. Okay. All right. But it, it's it's cool being out on the field out there, and, and it's a game-type atmosphere, right? Yeah. It's really cool. Good experience. How many games do you guys play? Two. Two? Mm-hmm. And then this is the preseason. Yeah. And then you'll go into a full season. Mm-hmm. What will that be? Total number of games. Seven, maybe. Yeah. Eight. We'll see. And then playoffs. Yeah. Okay, yeah. cool. So there's a state title to be had then you guys could and they're different classifications as well right yeah wow okay really cool and now who do you play over there in the Gainesville areas uh, our first game is Bradford the other ones that I'm not really sure about uh-huh. so. all right name a couple of other your teammates before we uh, turn you loose uh there's Natalie there's Savannah there's Natalia there's Reagan there's a whole bunch of people they're all pumped for it and who's your coach Samansky coach okay. Samansky. coach Samansky what kind of offense you run Whatever. Whatever he calls. It just depends on him. <laughs> it's uh, called Keep the Flags. So, yeah. Uh, all right. Now, we got Fletcher over here. We're going to say hello to them, too. But all best right. of luck. Keep it going. Brooke, we w- wish you uh, a good couple of games today and then a good season. Thank you. All Thanks, right. Brooke. Good we luck. appreciate it. Are we going from Brooke to Brooke? Is that what's going down? <laughs> yeah. yeah we, we just went from one Brooke to another, That's who funny. is part of Fletcher. Uh, welcome in. How are you? Thank you. All right. Now, make sure I have your <laughs> name. Oh, <laughs> oh, my gosh. She got tangled up with the headset. All right. All right. All right. We're good. We're good. So, Brooke Ashmore, yes. right? Mm-hmm. And you're a center for Fletcher. Yeah. How did you pick up the game of flag football? Um, well, my brother played football, tackle football his whole life. And so when I got to high school, there was flag football. And they were like, do you want to play? And yeah. I was like, sure, why not? I'm a cheerleader. <laughs> so it's weird that I, like, wanted or got asked to play flag football. But it was it was fun. So, yeah. All right. And it's it, – I mean, I've, I've been watching it. 
you guys are competing out there. This isn't just like, you know, <laughs> running around. You're getting after it, Yeah, right? <laughs> we do. We get after it. You got a little eye black for a little bit later on. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I know. I didn't put mine on yet. Yeah. All right. So what is the chatter like among teammates at Fletcher? Because like you said, your brother grew up. Yeah. Were you always just trying to, like, get in the game with him, beat him up, do whatever? <laughs> yeah, with him, we were, like, always, you know, knocking heads with yeah. anything. Like, we're right. very competitive. And I think the girls here, too, are very competitive. They love we got some girls that love some flag football, so, <laughs> you know, they love to be competitive, too. What teams will you all face in the regular season? Um, I know we play Mandarin, um, Sandalwood, I like Paxson, mm -hmm. um, Stanton. I think we play Wolfson. I don't know. I can't remember and all just, of them. But and I just try and, like, crank out the same kind of rivalries that the Fletcher Senator football team has. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, Sandalwood's always our – Oh, yeah. We haven't won against them in three years. Yeah. All three years I've lost to them. Time so. to win. Time I know. I'm like, it's time to beat them. Come All on. All right. Now. So so um, if I, like, ran really hard, it would take me, like, two minutes to get to Fletcher Field. Is that where you play? You play at Fletcher yeah, Field? Yeah, we play at the at Fletcher At the stadium. Mm, at okay. the stadium. So you're playing on the full field and everything then? Yeah, where the, like where they play on Friday nights. Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. Really yeah. cool. All right. Yeah. So what, what days do you guys play? Any, I, I think most of our games are Monday, and then Tuesday, Thursday are our main games. Mm -hmm. But, like, next week we play Monday and Tuesday. So Are they night or? or They're night, yeah. Uh, JV plays at 6 and Varsity plays at 7. Oh, you have JV and Varsity. Yeah, we have two teams. All right, and yeah. how, many, how many players per team? Um, I think JV probably has tw 12, 13 maybe, and Varsity the same, probably wow, 12, 13. Fantastic. Yeah. All, All right, right, shout out your coach. Who who coaches this uh, <laughs> talented flag football team from Fletcher? So one of the coaches is my, actually my dad, Bradley Ashmore, and uh -huh. then the on-campus coach, her name is Amy Westerman. She used uh -huh. me this year, but yep. Now, did you ever, like, try and go beg Seatric Faison to come over and put some ball plays in? <laughs> I <y> know. <laughs> I, I was thinking he was going to come out this year. The first day of practice, he was like, he was like, y'all y'all start practice today? And I was like, yeah, you coming? He was yeah. like, I'll come to the game. So <laughs> we'll see if he shows up to the game. Well, but. I do love it. Now, when you were a kid, I don't know how far back flag football goes, but mm -hmm. how long has Fletcher played it? I, I think they played for a while, but mm -hmm. I know and before I got there, there was a while where they were, you know, not really. And yeah, just kind of yeah. kind of losing. But now we actually we win games, so All it's right, more good. fun now. Yeah, definitely. That's awesome. All right, now give your couple of your teammates a little shout-out here before um, we turn you loose. The QB, Jazz, yeah, yeah. <laughs> of course. They want to hear it. And then <laughs> um, Helena, she plays running back. Ashley plays receiver. And there's some new girls. Kai, Kai Lissa, mm -hmm. she's not here today, but she's good. Nina, yep. All right, Brooke, <laughs> now listen, go really have cool. fun. Yeah. You have two games this afternoon? Yes, I think Do you know so. who you're playing? I know we play Paxson, and then okay. I'm not sure who else we play. Okay. Yep. All right. Brooke Ashmore, make Dad proud. <laughs> yep. is, is that Dad? Is that Dad right there? Um, Yeah, uh, in the visor. <laughs> tell, tell, tell him to come over here real quick as we okay. say goodbye to you. Just say hello to him. Okay. Thank you, Brooke. Hand it off to hey, him. Dad. <laughs> Do not drop that headset like the Santa Fe girl did. Santa Fe, she fumbled, okay? <laughs> yes, she did. She fumbled. Now, this is uh, Brooke Ashmore's dad. Yes, sir. She named you earlier the first name? Bradley. 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 Right. What do you think about young Brooke getting I, out there I, and tangling with the rest of them? I love it. She's yeah? a cheerleader at heart, but she's been around football her whole life, obviously. She's a she's a, a coach's kid, yeah. and her brother's playing football at the next level, so she's she just fell right in. She's so, a natural. Bradley, I told these guys, I was joking with these guys off the air, that, you know, we went out there. They they run circles around us out there. If we went out there, oh, they're, yeah. they're, they're competitive out oh, there. Oh, it's for real. Like yeah. I just got morphed into this. Uh, tr truth be told, like four years ago when they just asked me to to come out and play while well, my daughter's in ninth grade, so I'm a 
football coach. I love the game. I'm in. <laughs> I, I absolutely love it. So it's it's my fourth year, well, and it, it's great. The, it, the, it, and the girls are, like you said already, they're uber, uber talented. Oh, yeah. yeah. And and what's so funny is like, I can remember the days as a dad. I was we were, Matt and I were talking about it earlier, is that, you know, the plays that they run in flag football, pretty dang sophisticated. Our girls' basketball, I mean, they would – die on that floor oh, if right. they needed to they would they would sacrifice that much they do it in flag football too oh, no no lie like i said it, and it, it's just different obviously i, I don't want to mm-hmm. put any of you guys into a box but yeah. we're a little older and yeah. you know the sophistication of it has just and it's so easy to find because everything's on youtube everything's yep. on right. you know, tiktok everything's right. on, so social media i can type in right now and come up with a hundred plays that i've never seen before <laughs> wow so e- each time we go week to week see a new team they've got something good so no it's it's great it's exciting yeah, that is awesome. Well, listen, Bradley, you, you look like you got a talented bunch. You've got how many on JV and varsity? We've got 24, I think. So, I mean, wow. we're – and we've stayed. We've had, yeah. uh, I think, 30 my first year. We have 25 last year and the year before. So, I mean, it's staying pretty consistent. And they're – like I said, that's a – I wouldn't be surprised if I don't have the youngest out here. Like, we're only going to graduate two oh, wow. seniors next yeah. year. Like, this whole thing and, – and very few – uh, very few, so, or, or excuse me, I've got probably heavy sophomore class than okay. ever. I've got very few juniors and very few uh, seniors. So it's so you're looking for that state title in 24, yeah, yeah, 25. It's definitely so. good things years to come. <laughs> I do love it. And look, with that gun show you got going, I mean, you got them in the weight room and oh, everything yeah. right now. <laughs> right, I'm sure. yeah, cut it out. <laughs> All right, brother. Thank you very Appreciate much. Appreciate you guys. Thank All you. Right. Yeah, best of luck. We'll Bradley see you. Ashmore, coach of the uh, Fletcher Senators flag football team, which is uh, which is pretty cool. Which is pretty cool. All right, now we've got, like we said, a ton of them that played early, they wrapped up, and now you got the uh, next set that are out here. All right, so, J.J., let's head to the 2 o'clock hour. We hope to say hello to Marcus Pollard, uh, who will kind of give us an idea from his Jaguar perch, a lot of things that have gone on in the prep world that he had a lot to do with for a long time. And, and honestly, the run that this team is on, hopefully we'll be able to get him to chime in on that. But let's give away a prize before we head to break. Yes, I have a Players' Championship prize. I have Thursday tickets, folks. Excuse me, yes, Thursday tickets and $50 to Cousins Main Lobster. So be caller number four right now, and I'll hook you up at 641-1010. This is XL Primetime, brought to you by Florida Home AC. Now that's cool on 1010XL. Hanging out on a beautiful Monday. It is XL Prime Time. Joe C., Matty Hayes. You can check out his stuff at SaturdayDownSouth.com. Missing Mia and Big Search today, but we are not missing out on what's going on down here at the bank, TIAA Bank Field, with all the flag football teams from all over uh, the call it the first coast and beyond because they dip down to Daytona. They got uh, teams coming over from Gainesville and a few from just across the state line, a ton of them and they're competing out on the field and also at the, over at the flex field over by Daly's Place. And so just a lot of a lot of coolness. And, you know, on the text line designed by Lifetime Enclosures, we definitely had some purple pride uh, being text in uh, for the Fletcher Senators. And you know, those kids look like they, fi- they are fired up and ready to go. There will be two games for each of these teams this afternoon, uh, and then they'll go on to their regular season kickoff. So it, it's it's fun, as we said earlier, Bragan Field for high school baseball kids that get to go out there it's and play, awesome. and then yep, here yep. Uh, on these two surfaces. Could be inside with the flex, could be out here on the grass. 
I think awesome. I think it's 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 fun for these girls because they get an opportunity to be out in this environment. Obviously, they're letting fans in too. It's kind of cool. Mm-hmm. So it's you know, and anytime you get in this huge environment like this, and you, you can even have a hundred fans and they start screaming and yelling, yeah. you, you know, you get a little environment. It's oh good. yeah, it's really cool. And when we pulled in east side of the stadium, C and D parking was basically full, and it wasn't just school buses bringing kids in. It was the fans like you're talking about, moms, dads, whomever, uh, being able to get out here and enjoy it. It is President's Day, so it's a off day for, right. for kids. Easy travel day. Yeah. Yeah, and so they get to come down and enjoy this whole thing. Now these kids are going like you know. Maybe I'd like to have a day off, but probably more than that, they're saying maybe I'd like to compete. <laughs> Let me Believe play me, two watching games. them out there, yes, they don't care about yes. the day off. They'd rather come down and run around. Yeah, they want to play two games, and they are fired up uh, and, and ready to go. And I'm looking at a couple of other notes that we had, but like all around town, like another one on the text line, watching finals days surfing uh, at Sunset Beach. Uh, after chilling at, at, at Hannah Park with half a Duval. I mean, there's all sorts of things going on around town, uh, especially on President's Day if you do have the day off. Soak it up. Enjoy it. And we've seen especially plenty while, of them. Especially while, like, probably 60% of the rest of the nation is dealing with a, yeah. just a brutal snowstorm. Yeah, yeah. You don't, you don't want that. Like, I'm looking at some of the notes from some of these schools. Palaka High, who came through here, here earlier and had the big old shout-out, um, a 6-6 six and six record last season. Playing Crescent City is their biggest rival. I'm looking at some of the schools here. Riverside, uh, eh, not the record you were hoping for last year, three and seven. Uh, but they'll take on Stanton and Ed White. They got uh, some talented girls that are going to be playing. Orange Park, six and five club. They play Richview and Clay as their main rivals. There's a bunch of them. Yeah, but you've here. got district champs. You've got state playoffs. They can win a state title. It's it's, it's fantastic. Yeah, all right, Get them we out love there. it. Now, we've been getting into a couple of other things Jaguar-related. We need to get back to the uh, PFF conversation that we had earlier uh, as far as where the Jaguars are being viewed, just in terms of metrics uh, when it came to the top 100 players. And they unveiled the, however you want to describe it, the bottom 25 of the top 100. Right. Is that the best way to describe it? Top 101, Joe. 101. Top 101. Take it from there as far as what we saw. So, So the thing that jumps out, obviously, is when you look at these lists, you start to think, all right, what Jaguars would be on this list? And clearly Trevor Lawrence is one. Uh, and you start going to guys that you think the rest of the scouts slash media are interested in. Mm-hmm. Tyson Campbell's another one. Yeah. You know, and then it's start, you start to think, all right, well, I don't know if there's anybody else. Maybe Etienne. Maybe Kirk. Mm-hmm. Right? Maybe Alulcon, like you said, he's led the league in tackles the last two years. Um, I start scrolling up. Mm-hmm. 94th Trevor Lawrence. 94th best player according to their metrics. 94th best player in the NFL. Now, look, I don't know how many are going to be. And then I said this earlier, and it just has to be said again. I keep scrolling a little more, and then there at number 80 is Eagles tight end Dallas Goddard. Yeah. It doesn't make any sense. Well, I'll just just give you the guys right now ahead of Trevor Lawrence. You ready for this? These are the guys that are ahead of Trevor Lawrence. Cameron Curl from the Commanders. Mm -hmm. L Boogie is 92. 92, Lamar Jackson, Kyle Hamilton, Ravens, Tyson Campbell, Jags at 90, James Bradbury, the Eagles, Nick Bolton, the Chiefs. Which, by the way, Bradbury with the hold, that's the one yep. thing you might remember him yep. more than anything yep. else for. Yep, Scary Terry's at 87. I think that's too low for him. Mm-hmm. Um, Dre Greenlaw with the 49ers, Aaron Jones with the Packers. Greenlaw Darius, was a tackling machine. Yep, Darius Slay with the Eagles. Slay, very good. You, you take a look at that secondary for Philadelphia. Here's another one. Not that's surprising just to me will be ranked. Matt Milano, who's played really well. Yeah. A little up in age. He's at 81. Yeah. Oh, so I'm sorry, 83. Josh Sweat, 82. Really Amari good player. Cooper, 81. 
Dallas Goddard, 80. TJ Edwards of the Eagles. Patrick Peterson of the Vikings. Whole see, he's got to be in year, what, 13? Yeah, I'm going to say Pat Pete is old. Okay, and, and take a look at some of the points that the Vikings gave up this year. Panay Sewell, 77. Garrett Wilson, 76. Yeah. See, that blows my mind. Panay Sewell, big lineman. You can certainly look at him and say, say how he graded out and move him up. That's fine. I got no problem with that. But you're going to put Garrett flipping Wilson, flipping Wilson ahead of Every one of those guys should not be ahead of Trevor Lawrence. Every one of them. That's unreal. Uh, Trevor Lawrence should be somewhere in, like, the teens, like the high teens. Well, I don't know exactly where I'd put him, but I certainly wouldn't put him as far oh, down well, I, I know the top where, 100. I know where GMs would put him, I yeah. can tell you that. Oh, yeah, because the importance of the position, and they tried to uh, declare the way that they were putting these together. Uh, it wasn't just necessarily the importance of the position. But still, that is some BS uh, that if you have Garrett Wilson ahead of him. It's not even be, it's stupidity is what it is. It's, as, just, it's stupidity, seriously. Yeah. It's, it's, I mean, it, does, it makes zero sense. Absolute zero sense. I, and I, I, maybe they want to try and get reaction from it. Uh, he's the first quarterback that is listed. There's not no, a, he's not. He's not. The first quarterback listed is Kirk been, Cousins at 97. Okay, 97. Okay. <laughs> Good to know that he was just a touch better than Kirk Cousins this year. Uh, just Kirk, a bit. Yeah. Just a smidge. It's just <laughs> unreal with, uh, you know, where they come from, where their qualitative is. You know, this is so funny. It takes me back to um, – Oh gosh! Well, I mean, who else is going to who else is going to be on this hundred one? Remember Cody Benjamin? Sherf? Yeah, yeah. I'm th I'm trying to think. The only other one I can really think of is they might just on name alone give Brandon Sheriff one of those rankings. He did not have as good a season as a couple of the other linemen, and you might come up with a, a catch total for Christian Kirk and put him in there. You might take Evan Ingram and put him in there ahead of Lawrence. No, I would not. I mean, well, you've already got. You already have Tyson Campbell ahead of Lawrence. Right. I, I would not, but I'm just saying you're asking me who else could be, and that's the only potential I can come up with. But the other thing is is that, you know, Cody Benjamin, CBS Sports, he ranked these quarterbacks in order going into the postseason. Right. And he put Trevor Lawrence near the bottom of his list and put Brock Purdy ahead of him. <laughs> and then Trevor and them go out and come from 27 down to win that game. After throwing four picks, he throws four scores, and miraculously he moves him up in his rankings and puts him ahead of Brock Purdy because he had to be basically hit over the head and said, dude, are you nuts? And they moved him up. And so I don't know why Trevor Lawrence would be this it's far just, down. It's literally on, on sheer – I can tell you this, this time next year, I mean, I, I honestly expect Trevor Lawrence to have like a big jump next year mm -hmm. because for me, year one was lost year, lost season. To me, his year three is really going to be his year two. That's mm -hmm. going to be where he's really going to take a step. Oh, yeah. I mean, I think he's going to have a big season next year. That, that, then you're going to see him go from 94 to he'll be like eight. Yeah. You'll make a jump of, a jump of like 80-something spaces. Yeah, yeah. I hope, I hope. But uh, you can uh, react to that on the text line designed by Lifetime Enclosures. 641-1010. It's XL Primetime. We hope to say hello to Marcus Pollard in about 20 minutes. A uh, outstanding Colt. When he was playing, part of the Jaguars brass now and also part of what the Jaguars have done to try and uh, help put a spotlight on local uh, prep athletes, sports across the board, not just football, but all of them. And we say thanks to them and for all of them for having us out here at TIAA Bankfield XL Primetime.
This is XL Primetime, brought to you by Florida Home AC. Now that's cool on 1010XL. You got another handful of schools that are inside the Terrace Suite uh, as they get ready to go out and ball. Flag football, it's the preseason classic, girls flag football preseason classic with uh, the Jaguars prep team putting it all together. And their slogan is dream big. And they've got them all here having a big time. Uh, looking forward to enjoying it. Uh, there's some eye black. I, mean, I knew I'd see some, some eye black. There's got to uh, be like 20 teams here. Easy. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I gave you the number earlier. Let me see if I can pull it up and find it here again. It is definitely a ton. From all over northeast and north yeah. central Florida. Too. Yeah. And, and you know, they're coming in here with a ton of energy. I mean, they're ready to go. I've got one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, nine. I got like 30 teams. Wow. Now, that's pretty good. Definitely pretty good. Um, the – you know, the whole idea is to come here, compete, have a good time, know that, uh, you know, that you got a chance to compete uh, at a pretty high level as far as you could take it. And high school is where a lot of things end, but still you can play at a pretty high level and go out there and have a big time. Uh, speaking of pretty high level, this may be a no-brainer, but, J.J., let's do a little uh, funky fact. Uh, throw it at uh, you and young Matthew. Time now for a funky fact. Get funky with Funky Buddha. Funky Buddha, look for them in the cooler section of your local grocer. You'll see all that great crap. They got it cranking. That's for sure. So it was an assault of the electronic scoreboard last night for the NBA All-Star game. So Jason Tatum breaks the record for the most points in an All-Star game. Who held it before Tatum ultimately got it? These are absurd numbers. I'm going to say because he liked to shoot and he loved attention, I'm going to say Kobe Bryant. Kobe. I would say Kobe. My guess is it's going to be Kobe or, like, somebody crazy like George Gervin. Yeah. No, you don't have to go back that far for uh, for this one. That's for sure. So it's not Kobe. It's All right, so Steph? No. That would be a good one, too. I don't, I don't know then. Wow. I'll be honest with you. I am uh, not shocking to you or the listeners, me being the cynic about everything. I despise all-star games. I don't watch baseball, basketball, Pro Bowl, none of it. I just I have no time for it. Uh, The only one that the only one who Dame Lillard. Mm -mm. The only one that I still have a little liking for is the is the baseball. Yeah, that's the most respectable. Yeah, yeah, yeah. baseball's pretty good. And I, I, I like seeing it. Baseball's really good, actually. Yeah. And, you know, finally, you know, I, I know that they were trying to do something uh, to take an exhibition and make it important with the World Series and all that kind of stuff. But that, all that in all, yeah. yeah, that was rough. <laughs> uh, all in all, um, I still like the the, the, sh- the showcase of it. Dirk? Maybe? Um, nope. I, I have no idea then. All right. So, anyway, it's right around, the you know, like from, from Dirk forward, the 2017 all-Star game featured Anthony Davis wow. scoring 52 points. Anthony Davis? Anthony Davis! Was that like his is, second year? Uh, nah, he'd probably been around a couple, uh, maybe three or four years since then. But anyway, I think he came out in like, I he came oh, out like gosh, he's been around a while 15, now. Uh, but anyway, uh, Anthony Davis had 52 in 2017, and wow. Jason Tatum broke the record for that. Now Tatum is right there with a few other Celtics that have won uh, the All-Star Game MVP, you won't be surprised, but Larry Burr is one of them. Russell's one of them. Cousy is one of them. Dave Cowens, 
Nate Archibald, and then you'd have to go back to the 50s to find the other two. Uh, but, yeah, they've had their share. Are, they, are there any multiple All-Star Game MVPs? Mm, I'm guessing there probably I'm is. sure. By the way, yeah. Anthony Davis, 2012 was his first season. Yeah, wow, yeah I really? was thinking 13, but, yeah, it's, wow. been, it's been a minute. He's been around uh, for a little while, that's for sure. And he's a guy that, you know, if you – if you, How many years was he with the Pelicans? If you, he was five before they, they forced – The deal, the deal, Before he yeah. basically might yeah. – yeah. Five at least before, because I think he got one extension um, after that first three-year deal when they come out as a rookie as a lottery pick. Uh, but anyway. I got uh, a crazy stat for you guys. Okay. okay. Kobe has won the MVP four times. <laughs> That's awesome. Man, he's tied with <laughs> Bob so Pettit, awesome. um, who won okay. it in 56, 58, 59, and 62. LeBron has three, tied with MJ, Shaq, and Oscar Robertson. Yeah. And then with two is Bob Cousy, KD, uh, Julius Irving, AI, Magic Johnson, Carl Malone, Isaiah Thomas, and Russell Westbrook. Yeah, those are a lot of good ones. A lot of good ones. It's, it, I mean, it's really always – this is the one thing – the one takeaway I got from that game yeah. yesterday is it's always been a joke for like the last two decades. But now it's really Prior to that, it was kind of yeah. – prior to that, it was kind of like they got serious in the fourth quarter, you know? Yesterday was oh, just I mean, literally yeah. ridiculous. It's, yeah, it's, it is. It was the, stupid. Why even play it if you're going to And the only that? thing is, it's like it's almost like, uh, you know, hey, we need to run the floor. That's all. All right, you got to make sure you get in. That wasn't even conditioning. I don't even know what that was. Right, At least make like sure you... Jason Tatum's making like crazy step back threes, oh, yeah. but there's yeah, nobody right, with right. a hand in his face or anything. Yeah. But, yeah, I would say it's on the level of a flag football game. Yeah, and just from a flash oh, point of view. to where you guys are at right no, now. No, yeah. I, I was just going to tell you, I think they were competing hard here and there in that game yeah, last night. Yeah. I'll tell you that. Well, from a flash like the point Pro of view. Bowl, the Pro Bowl yeah. is yeah, a flash yeah, football yeah. game. Yeah. yeah. You, you, see, you see some athletic moves, some athletic wizardry. You do not see a game. That's for sure. Dane heaved one up from half yeah. court yeah. and made it. It, like, was, it was 375 total points, some, some nut, nut number like that. Now, did you happen Crazy. to see DK Metcalf in the celebrity game taking it a little too seriously? I did not see <laughs> He that. was awesome, and he's just, like, yeah. blocking everybody's shots. It was, it was hilarious. <laughs> ah, all right, um, let's, uh, let's keep it rolling. We've got uh, the rest of our show. Hopefully we can spend some time with Marcus Pollard coming up here in just a few minutes. Then you've got the French show coming up after that. It's a beautiful day for these girls, the – Flag girls flag football preseason classic right here uh, at TIA Bank Field uh, with the teams that were coming in to kind of get ready, do a little kind of a picture taking deal up here. Now they're going to start heading down to the field. Yeah, they're down. Going and to get ready to compete. It's XL Prime Time. Now, another interview on the Farrah and Farrah phone line brought to you by the accident attorneys at Farrah and Farrah. Let's say hello to our man, Marcus Pollard, part of the Jaguars brass, as we look back on last season, which was a great run, and look ahead as well. Talk a little flag football here. Welcome in, Marcus. How are you? Hey, guys. I'm doing fantastic. How about you guys? Uh, we're doing good, man. Really appreciate your sure. time. And it's a little bit of an off time for a lot of uh, players, and I don't know how, how busy everyone else is here. We'll probably ask you that. But Get into this Jaguars prep first before we get into the Jags. It is really cool to see the growth of this particular initiative, which I know you were a part of, to have this, this flag football uh, preseason classic that's going on right now, as well as all the other things that the Jaguars get behind. Yeah, to me, this, this girls' football, uh, flag football event is, is something near and dear to me. And as you mentioned, I was in the intricacies early on starting this because, to me, it's no different than boys. If we give our young ladies an opportunity – 
to be successful in something like football, to understand the magnitude of teamwork and sacrifices and working together, to me it helps build a more well-rounded person. And I know for myself that playing football really helped me to become the man I am now. So to me, let's, what, what a great opportunity. Let's create a platform for our young ladies, to not just to thrive you know, athletically, but to teach them well-rounded skills that they'll need for a lifetime. Yeah, I'm Marcus DeValio's team, right? I mean, playing on Absolutely. a team, being part of a team is so critical for young people, boys or girls, right? That's that's 100% fact. Because to me, sometimes you don't get those same lessons sitting in the classroom. You don't get those same lessons sitting on the couch talking to your parents. When you get in a, in a conversation or a camaraderie with other people that think feel the same way that you do, and y'all got the same common goal and you can achieve that goal, what a great connection you have with that person for a lifetime. And there's no price tag. You can put on that for a relationship like that. We're talking with Marcus Pollard, and, and let's use that as a springboard into the Jags, and then we'll come back to, to this event and the others. But that team, and, and look, Marcus, there may have been times when we were on the outside looking in going, you know, the, the healing that has to take place, the stuff that Doug Peterson mentioned, and it looked like it was pretty legit at the end of the season. That team came together, and that culture changed drastically. Yeah, I, you know, I have to, you know, I have to start. I know this is what you asked me, but I got to start with credit. What credits do? Mm-hmm. All credit to Shot Khan going back mm-hmm. to hiring a coach that he didn't feel was a great fit for the future of this organization. Having the courage, that's okay. We need to make a move. We need to make a change. Most people would have been sitting on it like, I, I don't want to look bad. I, I owe this guy some money. Let's just sit on it for another year. Let's see what happens. Right. But to have the courage by Shot Khan to say, okay, no, we need to make a change. And then to have the fortitude, in my opinion, to keep Trent Baalke for what he had done and building teams in San Fran, whatever the, all the other stuff that comes along with it. I think Trent has done a phenomenal job building this roster, getting free agency, and then Doug Peterson. To have Doug with his uh, accolades as a player and then what he did in Philly and to bring that here and to have Trent, Shad, and uh, Doug Peterson all work together to build what you guys saw towards the end of the year is remarkable. When Doug kept talking about, hey, just keep fighting. We're going to be good. He's sitting here 3-7. and seven. And to have the expectations for our team to make the playoffs, to have meaningful games in December and into January was unbelievable to see it come to fruition. To say that Doug Peterson didn't deserve the coach of the year would be the worst understatement of the entire football yeah. season because he definitely deserved that. Yeah, how do you go from how do you go from being the worst team in the league two years in a row That's right. to being in the playoffs and winning your division and not get a play, coach? Here? It's it's you're right. It's, it boggles the mind, Marcus. Um, you're you're in that locker room even even after like the ugly loss at Detroit and the three of seven start. Did you could you tell they were a game away or, or, or a feeling away, starting to feel it away from from really making a run? You know, I can't say that I felt that. I cannot. I won't lie. <laughs> I did. But to think how how Doug Peterson. And the players, they kept the same focus, and they didn't blink. And to be in all those close games where we were one yeah. score away, except for the Philly game, and I think there were other kind of one or two that kind of got away from us. But for the most part, in those seven games, we were right there. And to have guys that stayed the course, stayed focused, and continue to work their tails off like they did was just icing on the cake to actually have a playoff game at home and then to win that one, then to go into Kansas City and take them to the wire and almost have an opportunity to win that one speaks volumes for that locker room and the kind of character that's in there. We're talking with Marcus Pollard as we are down here at TIA Bank Field with the uh, preseason classic with girls flag football. What What is uh, belief and momentum in your mind? As a guy who played at a high level, like you said, going through that, 
that 0 for October stretch, but still having the belief and all that, how big can that become momentum-wise in a locker room? I think it can be huge, but at the same time, it can be detrimental as well. But because we have the character that we have in that locker room, I think it will be to our advantage. To go from 3-7 and seven, to making the playoffs and having a, a big win at home and then going city, Kansas City and taking them to the wire and then for them to win the, the Super Bowl, to me it says a lot about what we can achieve when we all stay the course and believe in what the, the culture is and what Doug Peterson is preaching, what Trent is bringing in as far as draft picks and free agency and continue that culture going forward with Trevor evolving the way he did this past season, the, the future is bright for the Jacksonville Jaguars. Uh, Marcus, the AFC obviously is loaded, but can expectations be too high for this team right now? Such a quick turnaround. Can you have those type of expectations of, yeah, let's be in that last game of the season? You know, I don't know about expectations, but I, I do know I, I, that Doug and, and Trent and, and Shot will have this team in the best position uh, at the end of the season uh, to be successful. Uh, I think people on the, on the outside set expectations, but I think the way that locker room is wired and the way they go about their business every day, expectations are someone else. We're just going to go out every Sunday, compete, and try to win a football game. You, you said something when we were at training camp. It was me. It was Coach Kevin Sullivan and kind of picking your brain a little bit. And you said, I know one thing. This team may not have everything they need, but they will be tough. They will fight to the fourth quarter of every game. They will be well-conditioned, and that means they'll be around in December. How big was that in your mind? It was huge. It, I think it was really huge. I, I have to give I've given credit. I have to give credit where due as well for our, our training staff and our uh, um our medical staff did a really good job of making certain that our guys had the right diet, the, the right weightlifting program. Doug did a really good job of taking what he had in Philly and talking to Sarah Scott, our head strength conditioning coach now, and, you know, putting Sarah's plan on his plan and making certain the guys were working out and they were the right weight. And it really paid off. And you could see it towards the end of the year. I think our guys got stronger. They got better. I think it was an opportunity. I don't know, but I think I heard somewhere that we had the fewest injuries of any club in the league. And when you don't have guys that, that are hurt, these are your starters and guys you expect to produce, and they're not hurting that can go play. That's what happened, you know, in December and January when you got those guys healthy and they can the season. And I have to get a hat off to the entire staff and group. We'll finish with the, with the prep talk here, but one more, Marcus. When you think about your days as a player and you played on some winning teams, what happens from the end of the season player-wise – heading into the next season? In other words, what does Trevor and company do collectively, separate from the coaches in your mind, in this offseason to kind of keep this thing rolling? I think first and foremost, I think guys take some time off because it's a long season, 17 weeks, count the preseason, count playoffs. You're talking some two full seasons in a college season for our players. So definitely take some time off. But I think after that, start to get back in working out together uh, like they did in the offseason where guys would go to these local high schools and throw passes and work out one another and find times that they would go with Trevor wherever he was and then work out. So to me, that's going to be paramount because it not only does it build the, the camaraderie between players, but also work on things that timing-wise that you don't necessarily have to have a coach around to work on. So those sorts of things will be big for us this coming off season. Marcus, how long does it take as a player to be, to be completely recovered from the season? <laughs> I don't know. I don't, or does I don't it ever happen? Ever, <laughs> really? I don't know if you ever can. I don't know if you ever can because you know you you'll have nicks and bumps and scrapes and bruises. They'll heal a little bit, but going into the next season, those things don't go away. You just find a way to manage them a lot better, and that's why I have to give credit to our strength conditioning coach because they really make 
their programs adaptive to each player and modify specifically what their needs are to make certain that they're ready to go for the next season in training camp. All right, let's wrap up with one more uh, bit of love for, for what the Jaguars have done uh, in this preseason classic with the girls' flag football. I believe, Marcus, there are 30 teams here that are competing. And we were talking about it earlier, uh, the you know Reigns and Rebalt, when they would play it here, and, and, and even over at uh, Breaking Field where the, the baseballers get to go over there. It is a really cool thing for these kids to be able to be on these fields in this big stadium, uh, and the Jaguars are behind it 100%. 100%. And to me, I can, I can remember back when we only had eight teams to start that thing. And now that, mm-hmm. you know, that it's 30 teams involved, to me, it says a lot about what our organization is doing for our community. And then the great job that our youth football department prep is doing to help our young ladies um, to grow and to show them that same sort of love that our football team is not just is an all-male sport on Sunday, but we don't forget our young ladies and the value that they bring to our sport as well. Yeah, that's awesome. You can go to jaguars.com. You can click on uh, the prep button and find out everything that they are doing. We appreciate it as always, Marcus. Hope to catch up soon, and thanks very much, man. Thanks, guys. I enjoyed it. Appreciate it. All right, so when you think of Marcus coming out in the late 90s and then coming through the, you know, the Peyton years, what he said is real, that they, you know, they got to look at each other collectively. And I agree with his answer. Take some time off. Yeah. Decompress. Get healthy. But then let's go put that plan together as a team, which is what Leon always talks about. Yeah, it's uh, these guys are in, they're in a rare spot right now because it's especially these guys that have been on this team for the last three or four years. The the small group of guys. Mm-hmm. You're kind of like, all right, this is what we can be now. Mm-hmm. Now what do we do? Now where do we go? It's you know do we do we? I think you prepare the same way. But I think in the back of your mind, you certainly now feel the weight of expectations. And I know Mark said, well, you know, we'll just go play and, you know, we'll prepare. And, but how could you not feel the idea of, okay, we may have something here? Mm-hmm. Because these guys know their windows as a, as a team. Oh, yeah. They know it closes quickly. So I, I think you, you start to prepare differently, um, if not differently, with more, with, with more of a focus on what could be instead of, oh, okay, well, we may be this, we may be that. Now it's we've got a chance to be this. Yeah, exactly. And that's where they're headed. Uh, if we come out of the postseason and we say we look like uh, when we're trying to handicap who's the best in the AFC, we are looking at a team that can go toe-to-toe, that didn't just come up with this great story. No, they had a bunch of good stories beating a lot of good teams on the way. And so that's got to give them the belief. It certainly gives the fan base the belief right. that, that they're building something here. All right, we are close to wrapping ours up. We'll say hello to the Franzi Show. Uh, a good time, as Marcus uh, said, eight teams to begin with with the flag football, now 30. That tells you a bunch about uh, the growth of the, the sport and for the kids. time, yeah. Yeah, which is awesome uh, right here uh, at TIAA Bank Field. Remember this? Pass is caught! Diggs! Sideline! Touchdown! Unbelievable! They do have a timeout. Decide not to use it. Curry! Way downtown! Bang! Bang! Oh, what a shot from Curry! And here he is, having the time of his life. Time now for a Modelo moment. Make your next moment with a Modelo. Bryant's played by Rose. Finding space. Ball movement. Kobe Bryant on the reverse. You're the leading vote here for the West four years in a row. Are you also out to win the MVP because you're well on your way? 
Well, we want to win. We want to prove that the West is stronger. And uh, you know, the way to do that is by winning this game. Bryant for three, yes! All right, I've got a vote in the uh, MVP contest. Can I go ahead and just write it in right now? And now Kevin Love comes comes on for Kobe Bryant. Greg Popovich looking for Kobe to hear the cheers from the crowd. Sits down with 37 points on 14 of 26 shooting, 14 rebounds. Four-time MVP of the All-Star game with Marv Albert on the call. And I and love Steve how Kerr. I love how Kobe said, we want to prove that the West is the best. They were chanting W-E-S-T, just like they do with the SEC. You know how it goes. There's yeah. all that West pride. Of course there uh, is. That they're, that they're, In the last quarter there is, yeah. 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 2011, a Modelo moment uh, as we go back in time. Uh, we had a good time here at TIAA Bank Field. Uh, my buddy Stapes uh, from, well, those that are west of us in Stark, Bradford County, he said that they had the uh, flag football team there this morning. Nice. Uh, but they missed out on seeing XL primetime. So hopefully we'll be able to see them the next time we are out here. Let's say hello to the Frangie Show now. Now, the two-minute drill brought to you by Tire Outlet. Keeping the rubber on the road with wholesale prices and premium service. Tire Outlet, Jacksonville's largest locally owned automotive repair shop. Lauren Brooks joins us now. We get ready for the Francis Show. What's going on? I am so jealous you guys are down there and uh, at the high school football media for the girls. I love that. Well, they cranked out 30 teams today and when you saw them come through the terrace suite area they're fired up and oh, yeah. uh and we were talking to one of the coaches i think it was uh, bradley moore from fletcher and they're serious so they compete they'll, they'll sacrifice and play their tails off which was pretty neat yeah i never other than powder puff though you know a couple of years that we had that in high school they did not have girls flag football as an option and I would have absolutely loved it the only time yeah. like I said I played powder puff and I loved being a running back and a linebacker mm -hmm. you'd have yeah. been like a 5'8 wide receiver out there on that team wouldn't you in <laughs> flag football 5'8 yeah yeah how slow do you think I am Matt yeah no I'm not that slow 5'8 yeah. <laughs> is like slow height. Yeah, I don't. You don't get speed by height, Lauren. It's not yeah, how it works. He's going height. He's going height. He ain't going. <laughs> oh, you got that. You got that long. You got that long were, stride. I, yes, I am five eight. I thought you were saying I would run a five eight forty. No height <laughs> of five eight. <laughs> now I get it. Yes, I can stretch. You're the a fifty field. fifty ball. You know. Yes, Welcome absolutely. Yeah. I'm a possession right. receiver. That's yeah. for sure. Okay, now I get it. I thought you were calling me a slow forty time. No. <laughs> I was no, going to say, girls, I'll race you in the parking lot. I'm just kidding. Yeah, these girls look like they could fly. They definitely uh, were ready to go. That's awesome. Uh, I right, would live, love to see you and Matt in a race, though, honestly. Yeah. By the way, I did nail the 5'8 height, though. How about yeah, that? Yes, be, well done. You know. Very impressive. Uh, we are well, going to talk. It's funny because, yeah, real quick, because we were on the, on the JJ, he's like, I would love to see y'all run a play against them earlier. He would love to see <laughs> a lot of those things. JJ loves true get, competition. Yeah, yeah. yeah we, we, yeah. we would have gotten worked. JJ, sure. I'm telling you, they're running stuff out there. They're running like, they're <laughs> well, running dude, plays, like real saw, plays. There, I just saw a picture pop up on Twitter 30 seconds ago. Now yeah. they're being coached up by a certain Trent Balky. Oh, wow. yeah. Very well, cool. then you know they're getting after it. Yep, yep. All right, what's coming up? I love it. So we are going to talk football. We are going to talk college basketball and a whole lot more. It's always fun on the Frangie Show when the you know there's no one else in the building. It's just us. All right. Go get it. We appreciate right, it. Thanks, we'll be listening. Lauren, Frank, 
Haze. What do you guys think that means? What do you guys think that means when it's well, just the Frangie show in the studio and they have fun? I'm guessing uh, President's Day holiday. There's drinking going. I guarantee <laughs> the popping bottles. They throw toilet there. paper. They roll the to- <laughs> off yeah. the toilet paper. Keg stands, forty yard dashes, <laughs> the whole thing, uh, which I'm sure will be a bunch of fun. Haze running around, yeah. and, you know, <laughs> because speedo. <laughs> because JJ, do I? I mean, I believe that they had goodies in there for you guys. Yes, today, we got barbecue yeah. today. Yeah, so which thank is nice, you, Steve. Which is for nice. That. Yeah, that's awesome. All right, um, we we need to go see if Trent Balky's down there because I mean he calls the <laughs> he pop is. off line, and apparently he's down there talking uh, to the uh, girls right now. Yeah, they 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 came in here ready to play, and it was Brooke Ashmore and um, Brooke Zeller were the two uh, players that we had on, and then Brady Ashmore, the coach of the Fletcher right. uh, Senator girls flag football team. All right, we are out. We had a good time. Joe C., Matty Hayes. We'll have the other half of our crew back tomorrow on XL Primetime uh, from the Terrace Suites right here at beautiful TIA Bankfield. We appreciate the Jags for having us out. you got the Frangie Show coming up next as we send you back to JJville.